And welcome back once more to WTF in Vanadil with Spicy and the Fox Danger. And we are two fat bottom girls who make your rockin' world go round. <laughs> go round. Oh god. And today, we are going to talk about episode 42. What the fucking Vanadil is episode 42? Why the fucking Vanadil is episode 42? And when is it? It's now. And who is it with? It's with us. That's tonight's episode. Yeah, apparently we're still trying to figure that out too. No, no, that's it. I that's I figured that's it. We don't need a title. We've gone from uh, we gone for not needing a topic, not needing a title. We don't we don't need one. Yeah, all right. I mean, yeah, we didn't have anything lined up for today. Uh, no special job episode or anything like that. Um, but there was a couple things that we did want to touch on, and we're gonna visit a couple topics. You know, maybe dabble in some email. You never know where the world will take us today. Oh, yeah. you know, it's going to be a rabbit hole episode, but that's a good thing. That's, that's a very good thing. So how are you, Fox? I'm doing pretty good, man. Um, yeah, just got a lot of stuff going on, applying to uh, universities and stuff. So that's a thing. And then, uh, like, as far as games concerned, I picked up a uh, like a, a new player link shell. Like people just trying to build themselves up is like another oh project I could do. What happened yeah, to the last yeah. project? Well, that link show was full of a bunch of like asshats and they like split because like one group just wanted to do like summoner ownery strats where they they just wanted to like specifically gear themselves. And this group seems a bit more wholesome than that so far. Wow. Like they, they know their limitations, they know their newish players, but you know, they still want to try to do content. And I think that's pretty cool. Uh Beastmaster, the guy I usually talk about, um, who I do vagary with and who I've done some videos with, uh, he's he actually got me into this group. Uh, Link Shell's called Notorious Monster. And yeah, just join them. Yeah, I thought so too. So join them. Uh, had some interesting experiences with Ambuscade. Um, I've got some vagary stuff later that I'm going to talk about. But that's going to be probably its own segment. Um, stuff I've done with Beastmaster. But yeah, outside of that, just kind of mulling around doing the normal Ambuscade rotation. Or not Ambuscade, but Odyssey rotations and stuff. And I don't know. We were talking about maybe switching up You know what NMs we're going to focus on. But, uh, yeah, because Zola put out a, a cool video. I was originally watching it is a cool video with dinner, of course, because I was sitting there and I go, oh, honey, uh, Zola put out a video for VD Ambuscade this <laughs> month. And she goes, and I went to look for something else to put on. She goes, well, put it on. I'm like, oh, I was going to put it. She goes, put it on. I'm like, oh, fine, put it on. And then All after right. that, it auto-played into the Bumba, Arabati, and uh, Gog Magog video he had. And I'm sitting there talking with Fox about how this is an interesting thing to talk about because there's other mechanics that come up in that video as Zola's videos typically do utilize mechanics in an interesting or appropriate fashion. That'll be something to talk about is good too. So yeah, for sure. And I was kind of at a loss as to how to approach a fight where we're doing a Bumba and then also a tier three in the same fight. And I know that other groups have done that also. Um, but it's something that can be kind of intimidating to look at since you're so hyper buffed for Bumba that, you know, you can stretch yourself kind of thin for the remaining two mobs. So we'll kind of analyze that video a bit and talk about like some of the decisions they made and stuff. I thought that was, it was pretty cool. Um, but outside of that stuff, man, I haven't had a whole lot else going on. Uh, what about you? Well, how long you got? <laughs> well, I mean, at least three hours, right? So as I said before, quit my job. So today was my last day at that uh, location. And I walked in with a... Well, I didn't walk in with the cake, but I walked in and procured a cake. I went and got a cake. Oh, no. I just went That's out. what that cake was? I went out and got it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went out and got a cake. 
I, I walked in with the cake and I got an icing tube as well, along with the icing tube and cake in hand. And I went in and I wrote suck it on this cake. And I said, who wants a cake? <laughs> wow. So last day I, I got a suck it cake and said, who wants to suck it? Oh, man. Yeah, it was a it was OK cake. It tasted a little better for some reason. I don't know why. I'm surprised I didn't just ask you to leave if like right then and there. Oh, no, I fucking crushed it today. Nice, dude. Uh, otherwise, uh, I had a jury duty or, oh, you know, there's, there's other things too. So on the way home, because for some reason, music and I have a fun relationship. I have a lot of like songs in my Spotify. So on the way home, just like on the way to the wedding with Serge, uh, a system of a down song came on in his car. I'm like, did you pick this? And I mentioned this before and he goes, no, I didn't pick this. So on the way home, the real folk blues by Cowboy Bebop Nice. It came on. And I go, wow. What is what is my thing with music here? I didn't even. I don't. All there's like thousands of things I could have picked, and that came on. And I go, ah, well, that's that's uh, Cowboy so, Bebop is my favorite anime, and that is the ending to the uh, episodes. Almost every episode is an ending, and I'm like, ah, that's that's very appropriate. Oh yeah, the the music is like an eleven out of ten in that series for sure. Mm-hmm. So you could never get sad with that outcome, man. Like like what what the what service were you using to stream that? Because when my YouTube goes on adventures, sometimes I'll get like a rare it's treasure. Spotify. Like that. It's just Spotify. Yeah. Okay. I have that's one of my like songs awesome. in there because it came on Spotify in the last year. They put the whole album on there, and I went and liked a couple of the songs in there. So randomly, I'll go from I'll go from something like I don't know. Uh, just some random metal song. I'm never going to name a random song. Yeah, yeah. And then I'll go from that and then I'll go into like Round Midnight by Miles Davis. And it's just, <laughs> that's, the, that's the kind of, of range. We'll go from like Flesh God Apocalypse or, uh, you know, Arch Enemy or, or LVT, just all these random Rammstein into something else. And uh, I think I annoyed someone at the light because I was playing Rammstein loudly, uh, one of the deep cuts. And they made a left on a no uh, no turn on red. <laughs> I'm like they're waiting next to me, and then suddenly they decide to stop waiting and make the uh, <laughs> the turn on no red. And I'm like, okay, I have it. to leave now. I have to leave. Einstein. My people need me. I don't want to listen to this anymore. Anyway. Oh man. Uh, otherwise, I had a jury duty orientation the other day, as in yesterday. So you were telling me about that, and it's apparently a, a, uh, a Zoom call? Like, uh, like yes, how is that? Yes, yes. Oh, boy. So no one knows how to use Zoom. No. And no, nobody. You're absolutely right. Yes, nobody knows how to use Zoom. And it, it immediately brought me back to the PTSD of the uh, Skype era of this game, where everyone would be on Skype together, and no one would be muted, and everyone would be making noise. Oh, and, no. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So there's a nice older woman who somehow ended this job at the prosecutor's office or wherever this is taking place. The, the uh, you know, the not the prosecutor's office, whatever the the county clerk's office that handles this is. And they're just like, please, everyone, mute, please, you gotta find the mute button, please. How do you find it? And it's just, I'm like, I, <laughs> everyone, turn your video on, please. No one said we had to turn the video on. That's <laughs> so good. And I am just, I'm muted from the start, and my video is off from the start, and I turn the video on, so this so they can watch me laughing at them. I'm just laughing my ass off. Hand on the side of my face, just shaking my head, and just laughing. Full teeth and all. And then it's just, 
People are showing up late. One guy is in his car driving on the Zoom call, looking at his phone while he's driving a Zoom video call. Hi, I was late. Do you have me down? And he's just... He's just the, You see the background of this guy's car, and I'm like, he's looking at his phone while driving an automobile. This is Yeah, that's like that's like the next best thing to like doing it in front of a police officer. You might as well be drinking, because at least if you're drinking, you can look at the road. That's, oh, that's outstanding. Uh, yeah, and then uh, just, uh, I don't have the power to excuse you. Anyone who's here will have to speak to the judge at this point. You had six weeks, and, you know, and everyone's trying to like, get an excuse. Like, I don't, I told you, I can't do that. And then they're explaining the rules and this and that. And, like, 30 minutes into this, this one guy, I don't know if he was late or what's that, he goes, yeah, I have a question. And I'm like, he's got this South Jersey, you'd think he's from the South, but he's clearly from South Jersey. Um. I have a question, sir. We're not taking questions. Right? Yeah, but I have a question. We're not taking but questions. But I have one anyway. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, but I was convicted of three seven-year terms in 1984. Why? I don't want to waste my time or your time. So, and he like, keeps repeating himself. And she's like, did you fill out the questionnaire, sir? And I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just this whole time. Don't worry. This Tuesday is selection. So I have to go through all this again. Tuesday. Um, hopefully the guy who was convicted of three seven-year terms in 1984 will not be there because he's not supposed to be there. And yeah, that was that. That's it's it's good. Wow, what a what a debacle! After this whole fun, oh, and it's great. They go, please, everyone, make sure you wear a shirt. You would think I wouldn't have to say it because you wouldn't do it in the courtroom, but we've had it happen. <laughs> it's like, okay, ma'am, I'll put a shirt on. Why? Because it, well, it's all going to be virtual anyway, right? Yeah, it's a Zoom Zoom jury attention thing, uh, and they're like, and please, people with the lighting. Some people have had it where the lighting's bad. They look like they have this shadow of a face. <laughs> like, uh, is the is the court going to pay for a, a lighting studio? For I, I just you know, it's not hard to not put a light beneath your face, like it's a campfire story or something, you know. Oh, I I know, I know. I just I just figured someone would try to do that, right? Uh, yeah. Just like the the one guy is at Best Buy in his Best Buy outfit. He's like, "How long is this gonna take?" <laughs> Another guy is in the Amazon warehouse. I'd assume up north, uh, in like uh, Edison or whatever. Not Edison, but up near there, New Brunswick, Edison area. Oh, there's one in Cranberry as well. So he's sitting there and he's like. He can't figure out how to use his phone as he's walking around an Amazon warehouse. <laughs> just watching all these people. One guy's got Pikachu in his closet. It's just, it's a thing. Uh, you know. All these people have clearly never been on, on video over the internet before. I, you know, I made sure I was in an area with like a black, a black, black, a blank background and just, you know, not noisy. And the one guy's like, the, 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 the felon guy is like, She's like, did you mute it? She's like, he's like, I'm not muting it. They can deal with it. Here's what you should do. You should you should take that that latest digest, right? And you should take the Final Fantasy Eleven like under under C Asdal ru- ruins or whatever, and use that as your background for jury duty. I should. Oh yes, the one where he did. <laughs> yeah, dude. The, the Mats was it Matsui doing that for the uh, yeah. the last uh, live and Vana deal where he's got the the Octa the Manta behind him and then the ruins there. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, apparently, he had a few of them too. So you can choose oh, I your gotta, favorite. I got to do that. See if they ask you to take it down. Because what does it matter? Like where you're from? Like are, are they like checking that you're in your house? Like uh, you know, 
It's it's and then everyone's like, "Can I work while doing the Jerry thing?" They go, "Well, you have to pay attention to the Jerry thing." They're like, "I'll try." I'll try. Oh, and then the excuses. Yes, uh, I'm going on business in two weeks, so I won't be available at the selection process if I'm chosen. And the other lady, uh, yes, I'm going diving next week with my daughter in West Virginia, so I'm not going to be able to come. It's like, dude, what? The- so you told me about that one before. Yeah, That's I'm, my favorite. Because like, at first I was like, well, West I'm Virginia is diving. a landlocked state. It's a landlocked yeah. state, yes. I'm going diving in a landlocked state. Apparently, apparently we found out yeah there's like a beautiful lake or something there's like there's apparently the little bahamas or something like that little bermuda i think it was called and they have like little the bermuda. Yeah, little bermuda and they have the clearest lake on the east coast of the u.s or something like the things you learn because of this i i don't i don't know it's it's fucking off the wall as always little you go bermuda. from like What's funny is this person is actively traveling away from the water towards a place <laughs> with less water to go diving <laughs> go to the water it looks like like I pulled it up on YouTube really quick, and there was obviously not much footage. Someone had like diving from like seven years ago in there, and that was like the only thing that came up in YouTube. And it looks like the Ozarks. Not that I've been there, but I've watched the series, and it looks like the Ozarks. It's a good series, by the way. I remember. Uh, so Spicy was telling this to the to our Odyssey group, right? About well, this, some this of lady in particular. Some of it, yeah. Just the and... lady, because I couldn't hold the lady in. Oh yeah, man. I I, I can see why. Like, Fucking, she was a Karen, full on Karen. So. So I like Hayden's response to it at first. Uh, he, he just goes, "What you mean, like cave diving?" <laughs> he, 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 spelunking he specifically. Yeah, spelunking. Yeah, he couldn't fathom that there was like a body of water like this in West Virginia either. So, uh, you know, apparently it's like like it was very deep too. It was like three hundred feet deep or something ridiculous. Like it was either seventy eight feet deep or three hundred feet deep. There was like there was like some dichotomy there of like caves up to something that deep in the place. It's really weird. Some remnant of time, right? Otherwise, uh, came home tonight and went to the special wine area that I typically do not ever go in, where I put all the, the high-quality wines that I can know are going to go many, many years and pulled out a, a very nice wine to enjoy with the dinner I posted and what the food. I needed something quick, so I made, uh, you know, balsamic chicken. Is this spicing with Ryan here? I think this is spicing with Ryan at this point. This is good because I'm getting tells. Someone's been trying to make a meme out of this rosemary thing. And the carrots oh, get yeah. yeah, carrots getting tells about the rosemary. I'm getting tells about the rosemary. They're like rosemary is not meant to be eaten. It's fragrant. It's like no, it's it's an herb. You don't eat it. Uh, yeah, that's what an herb is, you know. But so, like, I I get that too. And I got those tells. I I, I did forward the information to you. Uh, so all, all three judgment. of us have been getting tells. I guess about yeah, this, man. this rosemary debacle. Everything's a debacle. Look, I've had like some roasted lamb, and yeah, rosemary was Dude, also included in that. And I, I and ate lamb. the rosemary. Rosemary and lamb are the perfect combination. Absolutely, yeah. In fact, I actually like a little bit of orange zest with it too. It, it's it's really good though, uh, no matter how you slice it. And, orange zest uh, is very underrated. You can put that in your fucking eggs in the morning, and like a scramble of bacon and shit, and it actually works. Yeah, yeah. But man, like, and, and I've eaten the rosemary and been totally fine afterwards. Yeah, uh, the cool thing about when you smell stuff is like that's also part of how you taste too. Yes. So, you know, I don't know. Sorry, I, I didn't pick through my my lamb to make sure all <laughs> the sprigs of rosemary were separated. My meals sometimes touch, and that can bother some people. Uh, Apparently, it, it bothers them when your meals touch as well. Well, as long as the uh, balls don't touch, then it's not gay. It's true. I hear that's hard science. The hardest. But otherwise, I am going to enjoy this wine. I 
kept it locked away, and I figured, why not? Tonight's the night to open it. Instead of, I know it's not a fruit beer. Sorry to let everyone down, it's not a fruit beer. Although I did specifically get more fruit beers just to do fruit beers and be obnoxious. Because, of course. One's a Shinerbach. And I could go for a Shinerbach. Could you go for a Shinerbach summer peach? No, fuck no. <laughs> I, uh, I don't really want it either, but I'm uh, going to do it. Not tonight, of course, but... Oh, man. Okay, uh, so where do you want to start? Well, I was called a boomer in our YouTube video here. This needs to be addressed. I am not that old. Oh, God. So, in the latest one... I hate it, people using that phrase, dude. It is not. I, I don't hate people using it. I just, you know... It's it depends, just dumb. Depends how you use it. You know, it started off first. It was episode 40 here with the JP stuff. The last one that came out while we're recording this one, because then 41 will come out with White Mage while we're doing this. Uh, they put another five-star Michelin quality broadcast from, you know, Ben here with his Cookie Monster avatar, and he just subscribed to us. So thank you for subscribing to us, Ben. And I said six stars if you ask me. But then they they said something. I don't understand what this question was. They said, does the first part of the title of the channel mean we taste fondue? Oh, WTF, we taste fondue. Because I was looking, I'm like, it says N.A. and J.P. And I'm like, oh, name of the channel while I'm rereading it. No, we, mm. don't, we don't taste fondue because fondue is trash. Well, I I have tasted fondue before. Oh, well, actually, I can't say it's trash because fondue is just a bunch of melted cheeses. the The typical cheeses people choose for fondue, like their craft singles and yeah, non cheeses, yeah. are typically garbage. Yeah, I've gone to restaurants over in Seattle where it's actually like the focus is like really fancy, ultra high end fondue. So that can and be it's nice. well, the thing is, it's fine, but it's for not people. It's not worth it. Yeah, it, it's super not worth it to to go. Because you're, like, paying way too much for maybe some lobster. And, like, everything else is just, like, you're paying for how pretentious your meal is. Dude, lobster used to be, like, the cheap poor man's meal that no one wanted. Now lobster is, like, this extravagant, fancy, expensive thing that no one can buy. Now everyone's yeah, like, oh, buy, every, buy everyone found out. Everyone found out it's fucking delicious. Same with oysters. Well, all seafood's delicious. That's why, you know, I know I made chicken tonight because it was easy. Carrot likes it, so I make it for her occasionally to please her. You know, I, I have to break the pescatarianism now and again. That's why I call it non-strict, but, uh... All seafood is delicious. That's why I would never go full vegetarian. Oh, I thought that. I thought I actually thought that uh, piece of meat on there was like a, a thick fish steak. So I did you really? Yeah, yeah I did. Uh, well, I mean, it was kind of like zoomed out. Ah. So yeah, I thought it was just white fish of some kind. But... No, it was a uh, rosemary balsamic chicken. Oh, and I took some of uh, the old Parmigiano Reggiano over top of the Brussels. You know, here's a tip for here we're spicing with Ryan again. A tip for people. Uh, keep good quality balsamic to drizzle over things. Not just like cheap balsamic and not like, don't get a $30 bottle, just something that has like, if you see the four leaves on it, that's an Italian standard um, that's good for drizzling. Just something that you can drizzle over vegetables because a, a decent quality, if you taste it and it's not like super ridiculous, like if you taste cheaper balsamic, it's like very acidic, uh, that's because it's cheaper balsamic and that's, you know, it's good for cooking. You can reduce that, you can use that, but... Uh, just something drizzling over to to eat. It really takes like uh, your food up to an extra notch there, and it, you can keep it doesn't you can keep it around forever. It's balsamic, so yeah, you know it's like keeping honey around almost. But you could just drizzle that shit over some vegetables. It it takes it to a ten from a five. It you know maybe not a ten. Yeah, it takes for, it to a nine from a five. For sure. Like I I eat meals on like a full spectrum of stuff spicy would never even touch to like probably the same sort of stuff you would, and I actually eat less balsamic than i wish i did like i have it sitting around i just almost never prepare anything that i could use it with i you know um 
I try to ignore that part of my ancestry is Italian because it's number one in Jersey, of course. And I always focus on everything else, but for some reason, fake ass Italians. Subcon- yeah, it's fucking they're ridiculous. You should see them, and, and they, they get really ridiculous, you know, because they always talk in a certain way. They go, "Hey, boss!" It's like, no, I'm not your fucking boss. Get oh, out of no. here. Yeah, get out of here, you fucking Guido. Um, but I always end up keeping around just really good balsamic and uh, olive oil, just like the fancy olive oil with the stupid, uh, you know, uh, designations on it and stuff, and it's really, really good. So, yeah, nonetheless, so uh, they said, so is it we taste fondue? Because if so, I need some cheese suggestions before my next dinner party. And at this point, like, I, I think they're playing with me, of course, but I, I actually got super into it. I go, you know, the questions you would ask, I go, so what sort of shindig is this? Is there wine, beer, food? Is the cheese being served alone? Is it before another dish? And then I got back shindig. Damn, boomer. And I'm like, ooh. And I said, OK, then powwow. But. Shindig <laughs> is that is that is that word out of the vernacular? Because I love the word shindig, as I love the word powwow, but shindig even more so. You know, I I feel like you may be the victim of a failed troll. You know, I, I was I was going to go full out and recommend uh, cheeses because I am very big into cheese and combos <laughs> and, and wine and stuff like that. So I was going to go full out and actually give them some some help, you know. But I got some fucking dried figs and blue cheese in my fridge right now. Damn it! That's good, man. Anyway, uh, do you want to move on to our next thing here? Our little shuffle of topics. We could do either your vagary. We got beast. Well, we finally got an abject email. Apparently, he sent it right after, like an hour after we finished our recording last time. Um, or that we had the the yell here about what job should I pick? Because I want to go on a fucking tirade about that fucking question. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, let let's tackle the email. Okay. Do you want to read which numbers do you want? I'll take the other numbers. And the PS is number four. So are we going to have to like virtual, like I can get on a Zoom call with you right now if you want to rock, paper, scissors for number one. If you don't want to do it, I'll do number one. I'll do number one. I'll do number one. So I'll start with the preface here. Uh, dear Foxy Spice, number one, as I find myself on healing and support classes a lot, I get the privilege of viewing the fights from different angles than those with the knees in the nest. <laughs> What's that mean? With- I don't fucking know, dude. That's not a phrase. No one uses that. There's a lot of there's a lot of turns of phrase that they get thrown around, especially with Adric involved. But that's one that I just have never heard before. I think he makes them up and acts like they're a thing. But I I, I can dig I, that. That's I can, probably true. I can go with knees in the nest. That's not a bad one. With my out of AOE range mindset, I try to squeeze the lemon for all I can when I can. And yes, I'm referring to my party of friends and confidants as a lemon. But the subtext of how a lemon can be sweet and sour at the same time, but it's while not. still being enjoyable, isn't the point of this question. Is that like a weird backhanded? Anyway, I appreciate honestly here how he hyphenated out of AOE range mindset. That was uh, I appreciate the hyphenating there. Yeah, I, it is proper hyphenating. Uh, no, no, the sour at the same time while still being enjoyable isn't the point of this question. Oh wait, shit. I just like read the same line and let That's it work That's fine, out. because it was worth reading again. Oh, fair, fair. No, no, the, the point of this question leads into the ability of DPS to chase daddy's love with the help of a healer or support. Mostly those DPS using the nagling. During the, well, that's a weird comma transition to a capital D. During farming in Odyssey, I try to give as many buffs as I can on my party. As a scholar, I try to keep Firestorm 2 up. 
plus some other semi-useful buffs, Barpera and a random element as well. Season with on. some what? It's a big run on. Yeah, it, it. I have to keep like stopping myself in order to get through it. Uh, season with some Adeloquium and Animus Minuo. Uh, that's the uh, TP, the really slow TP per tick thing, and uh, the enmity down for people who don't know. Uh, so Adeloquium and Animus Minuo to taste. And I bring up the question of: Is there a cap to the number of buffs for niggling? No, there isn't. And. I think also the comma keys next to the period key. So maybe like niggling comma during a firing and then my party comma as a scholar. I think he just meant to hit the period. But it does, yeah, it does I think you're right. Read. Yeah, the, the capitalization actually, that, that makes a lot more sense. I don't know. I All of my posts in our Discord are always edited because I, I have like the worst, I have the worst keyboard control for like spelling and shit. So like I'll write something out and then realize that those aren't real words and then I'll go back through and edit it so it's like proper. Um, but anyway, yeah, so Negling adds a uh, 1% bonus to your attack uh, for when you do a weapon skill only, so it doesn't apply to like your white damage or anything, uh, for each buff that you have. So a lot of times people think that there might be a cap to it, or at least there's no cap that I've ever seen any testing on. Um, but you get 1% per buff, and that actually includes buffs past that 32 character limit. So you can actually have more than 32 buffs, you just don't see them, and that's actually a question I had to answer recently too. So yeah, there's a, there's no cap. That was a long, long, long way of just asking, is there a cap to the number of buffs for Nagling? There really, it really was, yeah. I do like that uh, I try to squeeze the lemon for all I can when I can. That was, uh, that was also very good, like knees in the nest. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I can understand squeezing the lemon. Uh, you know, I, I think Abject gets a thrill out of writing those things for this very long-winded number one, just to get to the the point there. I think that's a an Abject tactic, because he has a format here he always follows of three-point questions, a PS generally, Dear Foxy Splice, and he, he goes on like a, a long-winded, number one's always like a, a, a certain, we're doing this uh, question related to the game. Um, or an experience or something we're doing, uh, and then number two will be like a mechanical thing, and then three is always like a, you know, <laughs> God, we'll get to it. We'll get to this three. I think everyone knows what number three always is. Oh boy, number two though. Uh, I guess uh, I'll do two and three. You do PS. Sure, sure. Does the defense down of Nandaka stack with Dia three and slash or other defense down effects? I was wondering. If this would be a viable option for an opening weapon skill, and I don't have the Nandaka in front of me, do you know what it does off offhand? Yes, I do. Uh, I have all the ambu weapons. I've I've looked into what they all do. I I know why you use each one, and you shouldn't really use the great sword unless it's like your only great sword option. It's it's a fine weapon, but it doesn't do anything in particular that's useful. So the the defense down effect, like it, it's worded strangely, and the Nandaka doesn't actually deliver a defense down effect with the weapon skill. Um, it's more akin to like what dragoons, what dragoons are used to when they use Kamlan's torment. So it'll actually ignore the defense of the mob uh, based on the amount of enfeebles that are on it, which sounds great. Like, hey, you know, we use Kamlan's in order to cap our, our PDF ratio easier because it treats it as though, you know, it has lower defense or, or whatever. The problem is that in order for Nandaka to have the same bonus as like a 3k Kamlan's Torment, you would have to have 65 debuffs on the mob. <laughs> uh, it, it's basically the inverse of Nagling. So 
Um, it gives you a 1% defense down or a 1% ignored defense on weapon skill per enfeebling effect on the mob. So it can be cool if you can get to like 10%, I guess. Um, well, that should be easy with standard Dia. And then if you have impact on, that's eight. So you yep. can definitely get up to 10 easily. It just depends. Yeah, yeah. It's just you're never going to see anything as dramatic as what something like Comlan's going to accomplish. And uh, just with it being tied to greatsword weapon skills, which on their own aren't super great unless you're like very well buffed anyway, uh, you're just never really going to see the the side effect of Nendaka work. Like you're you're just never going to be in a situation where you're going to maximize it specifically for that purpose. So that's where you kind of run some problems with it. But yeah, it's it's a commonly misunderstood thing because it's worded poorly. Uh, Nendaka just ignores some amount of defense with its weapon skills. Like that's that's all there really is to it. Kind of over underwhelming. Okay, number three. While I recover from a severely twisted ankle, I find a craving for one of the most basic yet delicious of human-cultivated staples. You know them. You love them. The almighty potatoes. Boil them, mash them, stick them in a stew. All I want from you is your opinion on the best way to make potatoes, and the easiest way as well as the best seasoning for your classic baked potatoes. Well, there's a lot of ways to make fucking potatoes. Yeah, what do you think? I mean... I mean, it looks like we're trying to quantify the easiest way and the best seasoning, but those two things may not necessarily jive together. So I don't, because I mean, you don't just like use the your favorite seasoning on just like any kind of situation, especially if you're just trying to make the easiest potatoes available. And it depends too, because some people might prefer like, uh, there's a potato dumpling, a German thing, a Kartoffelklose. And it's like, depending on how you make it, it can be like, cooked mashed potato with some somewhat raw mashed potato like raw potato somewhat you know you can make it different ways and put like bacon and stuff on top of it so there's like many different ways to make potatoes too so if you're not doing a kartoffel closer you could do many different things there's also different ways to cook them too because uh if you want crispy potatoes like french fry style what you should do is you should get a you know, pot of boiling water, and it add a good amount of vinegar to it. Not crazy, just, I would say maybe, like, if it's a big pot, because I don't know how many potatoes, there's a certain ratio. You can Google the ratio uh, and parboil the potatoes. What the vinegar does is it activates in a, I'm not Bill Nye here, so I can't explain it because I don't remember off the top of my head, but it, <laughs> it does something to the starches in the potato where when you then take it from a vinegar-water mix, don't put too much in because you'll get vinegary potatoes. Yes. Um, yeah. It does something to the starch on the outside of it, like a kind of like what's called a wetsuit. So when you put them in the oven properly, uh, you'll get like crispy on the outside, thanks to the starch being, I guess, pulled by the vinegar to the outside and like soft on the inside potatoes, which is always, uh, no matter what way you like potatoes, that's always delicious, especially if you like, I enjoy mustard and sriracha and other random things, uh, horseradish. Uh, things like that with my potatoes. So I, I, I'm a fan, to answer his question, of just baking them straight up like that. But Carrot enjoys mashed potatoes, specifically with uh, garlic, cheese, you know, milk, that kind of that kind of stuff, too. Milk? She, yes. Uh, well, it's I mean, it's good because if you just add water... Milk. Yeah, with mashed potatoes, there you got to add broth and stuff oh with mashed potatoes yeah. okay that makes more sense yes. I, got, I, I, I said I she likes mashed potatoes potato. no 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 okay no, no, so no, we're not pushing right. our baked potato with milk she okay. gets very happy when i make very good mashed potatoes that's fair 
That's and that's kind of the world that I live in too. Um, I generally will go with like a baked potato direction. Um, I'll get some uh, larger grain salt. I'll put larger grain salt on it once it's done baking. And then uh, I'll either cut into it and put just your traditional sour cream. And I actually, instead of uh, salt and pepper, I use like a, a multi uh, a peppercorn, but it uses like various different kinds of peppercorn. Like I have a blend. And I use this uh, peppercorn over the top of that. So it's like sour cream and peppercorn. I usually don't go for the butter. And, I, and then my I other way of doing it. Yeah, um, it doesn't no. matter what salt you have. You just go to any salt. But if you can do it. I like the crunch. Grind the peppercorn because having the yes. pepper in the tin or whatever that's already ground, it's not, it's not good. It's not correct. Yes, do not use that, please. You'll do yourself a service. There's very basic things like that in the balsamic and everything. It just really makes eating is a part of life, of course. So you you can't just eat hot pockets and play this game. You have to actually, <laughs> if you have a basic understanding of food like that, it, it does you a service. Kind of like not buying ground coffee because that's trash. Yeah, if your if your choice is to use pepper or like pre ground peppercorn, just use pepper. Anything ground but, is never uh, good. Yeah. Um, but the other way I'll do it is like, it's this way of, uh, making what a friend of mine a long time ago called glorified mashed potatoes. And it's basically where you mash the potatoes yourself and everything. So you have to like boil it. You have to strip them, boil them, uh, mash them up. It's like a huge bit of effort, which is what he's not asking for, but they're really tasty. And you throw like all the things that people would normally enjoy on mashed potatoes. So like you throw chives in there. Um, I usually go with like a sharp cheddar sour cream, um, sour cream. Absolutely. Um, Oh, what else goes in there? Oh, some of the peels, actually. I'll throw some of the peels Oh, yeah, those in. are good. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you, you want to, like, reduce the amount in there. I don't even it's, peel like, them. I just, I, I just mash them with the peels on. Yeah, that's perfectly acceptable, too. In fact, a lot of the time when, when I used to prepare it, um, I used to peel only, like, I would say maybe two-thirds of the potato, like, leave a lot of extra skin on and then just not throw it back in. But I've seen it done a couple of different ways with the, the group of friends I had that, that made this a lot. But you add like a lot of this stuff together, and I'm sure there's other ingredients that I'm forgetting, like in the the heat of the moment here. But uh, it makes for really moment. good mashed potatoes. Like when you mix all that stuff in, and it all cooks together, um, it's just really, really good. Oh. So yeah, they always called it glorified mashed potatoes. I'm sure other people have recipes for exactly what I'm talking about that just has a different name. But, yeah. Also, too, if anyone has an Instapot, which if you utilize it appropriately, it can make your life a lot better. Yeah. Um, I don't use it as much as I want to. Some people love it and make it all the time. But uh, one thing I will always use it for is you can get mashed potatoes really quick with that because you can pressure cook the potatoes and get them done from raw to done really quickly. So an Instapot is very useful for that. That's what I should use that for. Because the only thing I've ever used an Instapot before is making like a chicken and rice dish I found online, but it was kind of like extra medium. I think it gets the potatoes done depending on how many you throw in there. I think it was like no more than like 15 minutes it was like something ridiculous like it was a lot quicker than getting boiling water and everything done a lot easier because no one wants a big pot of water although we do know why you'd want that with the vinegar and everything so it depends what you're doing <laughs> same thing with the peels yeah. too some dishes like the the cartoffel would not want i mean you could put the peels in it but i've never seen the peels in any iteration of that dish uh in it you just kind of peel the potato to make the dumpling anyway awesome. read that ps yeah. all right ps when is Fox's OnlyFans account coming and where he exposes it all from your standard idol set to niche weapon skill sets and everything in between? <laughs> so I, I don't know why everyone always asks for my, my fucking weapon skill sets. They're not as exciting as people make it seem. It's because you know what like, you're doing, so everyone wants to kind of like compare notes. 
I guess like, okay. So if I did this, I would never talk about it on a podcast. Cause that would be the most dry, boring Ben Stein theme podcast ever. Um, ben Stein. but I would, I would, I might write it down at some point, like some of them down and like put it in the discord, but all that's going to do is get those people started who do all the spreadsheet shit. And they're going to look at it and be like, these sets aren't that good. If anyone well, without even understanding the context as to why I use those sets. If anyone doesn't know who Ben Stein is, he's the guy. I guess that's fair. The Clear Eyes commercial, or more notably, uh, he was the teacher in Ferris Bueller. Who Ferris goes, Bueller. 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 He's like the most monotone dude ever. He's kind of like uh, Felgar taken up to a higher level here. The extreme degree. Yeah, Felgar to the extreme, which is a fucking scary thought. Yeah, like, a lot of my idol sets aren't really that special either. Like, I was talking to Spicy about on, like, pre-show. I, I basically just use, like, a Shamash robe and, like, 4 out of 5 Naomi with, like, enough stuff to, like, equalize my HP or MP depending on the job I'm on, like, between my sets so they don't fluctuate. It's it's a lot of stuff like that. Like, I shoot for, like, mid-600s magic evasion in almost all of my just dicking around idols. Uh, I, I it's, it's nothing that I find particularly special, but I guess if people really want to know, like, I, I could post them at some point, I suppose. I guess let us know, like, do the whole comment thing or whatever. But um, I'm not really excited to give them to you because they're they're not as cool as it seems. Like, what the point I try to get across, and most of the time when I'm talking about any of my sets or how I build for things, is that you just have to think about the content that you're approaching and why you're wearing the gear you're wearing into it. Like, it, there's no one-size-fits-all, and I, I commonly tweak these sets all the time, depending on what we're going up against. So that's all I really have for the, the PS on that one, the postscript. Yeah, I'm hoping to have the OnlyFans going up anyway. Uh, so while you were talking <laughs> about um, your sets and bearing it all, uh, what was it today in the FXI help of our Discord? Um, was it Kaimund I was talking to here? Or maybe also Lesot? Lasota, um, where was were, it? The conversation about, about the, the, uh, the, the Gearsoft Yeah, the Lua. How? Uh, what was it? Was it Uli here also said that they converted a Warrior one from my blue one, or I mean, even Cavill. There's there's a few people here. Is Cavill, uh, Uli, Lasota, and uh, fucking uh, Kaimund. And um, an idea that came out of this conversation was: I have my GitHub. I just put the Puppet Master one up yesterday actually or two days ago but none, nonetheless um so i have my lewis in there but people seem to be besides fox as well just because they make a good base without getting i mean they're not too well written but they make a good enough base without having all these extra add-ons and complications so i said in there if anyone has converted one of mine over my rune one especially because the topic was war is perfectly suited to uh, sans, if you need attack speed calculations in there, which could be added, it's in my blue one, but I didn't ever do it in any of the other ones for the haste two reason. I didn't want to make a toggle. Uh, but if you've converted that over, just send it over, and I will make a separate directory if anyone has any converted my Lua's into a like a warrior Lua or whatever, and put a directory in my GitHub for other like jobs that I don't play, say maybe Red Mage or Warrior or Dark Knight or something. Monk, I think Fox made his Monk one off of the Rune one, or? Yeah, I've got a, a bunch of jobs that I can send you, actually. Yeah, and I'll just put the, the username in there. If there's enough people from a single person, uh, there'll be a, another folder directory in a directory, and there'll be all the Lua's in there if anyone wants to share their Lua, so anyone who wants a Lua. Because 
that's the thing you see all the time too is anyone have a Lua? And it's like, it, I've Googled Lua's too to try and compare mine to other people's and you don't find anything good and everyone's just using Arislan cylindrals or moats and those are the only three you see. So it'd be nice to have the, all their options. The, the main reason I never really like to give up my Lua's anymore is simply because people will break them in ways that are like, they're there's your people who know how to like program new stuff into Lua's and that's great. You know, awesome. But then there's the people who like forget a semicolon somewhere and then don't know how to debug that. <laughs> and the, they just immediately come back to me like, how do I fix this? Instead of like reading the error, or possibly trying to look something up for themselves. It's kind of so the reason too, I but... never give mine out is because I don't want to troubleshoot the little things. Like I don't mind answering the, the real questions about how to convert something. But like, if it's just a matter of you forgetting like a semicolon or you didn't close a bracket here, like that's some shit you got to figure out on your own. It's important too if you don't know what you're doing to save a working one, put it yes. somewhere in another folder. And even if you don't do that, which I don't because I don't want to take the extra steps. So if you're like me, just <laughs> make sure as you edit little things in there, make sure you save and reload as you're doing every little part. So I will always save and reload like a million times while I'm doing it. And as soon as something happens, I know exactly where I was working when the error occurred. So that's also a viable way of troubleshooting is just keep reloading as you go. Yeah, I call this process the uh, the fallout shelter. Um, I have a fallout shelter with like copies of all of my stuff on a removable drive just for that exact reason. Technically, since I have my stuff in the GitHub and I'm not making too many changes, I publish them. There. Yeah, I have it there. So I technically have one. I just don't feel like making another another one because then it'll sit there and I'll forget it's there and it just rots. So I don't want to make more work. I should actually just use my GitHub too for, for some of that stuff. It can sit right next to my uh, my chess projects for programming classes. Chess projects. Chess projects and Lua's. You can get them right here at the Fox Danger GitHub. Wow, you must be a hoot at the strip club, Fox. Oh, dude, you have no idea. Every time you get a personal dance, you go, So, you like chess, baby? Challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, why don't you castlemate me right now? Castlemate? What the shit's going on? Oh, is that a Polish opening I see? Is that a is that a knight to C4? Oh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm bad at chess. I do enjoy chess. I can tell. Um I'm terrible at all things like that. Because I have this I'm I'm see, I get very annoyed because people call me intelligent or smart. I, I get to like, you're a smart guy, and I, I go, no. No, 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 hold on. I'm savvy. It doesn't mean I'm smart. I can't think things through. I don't think ahead of time. I'm savvy. That's it. It's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. I don't know. I think a lot of people give me uh, more credit than I deserve for like being smart and stuff. Like I, I think I kind of fall almost into that same category. I'm just overly analytical about things. Yeah. I'm and that doesn't necessarily make you a smart person, though. I'm cold and calculating without the analytics. So you're analytical and I'm not. So that's, I can't analyze things appropriately. I mean, I can, I just don't stop to do it. Shoot from the hip. It'll probably work. I usually shoot from the hip. It's fine. Yeah. That's why I get annoyed when I get all these tells lately. They're like, oh, especially I keep getting this one about the blue guide and I keep telling everyone that's the other spicy Ryan's guide. And I keep posting every time it happens, the screenshot, I think. And then people go, oh, <laughs> I didn't know there's another spicy Ryan. I'm like, yeah, it's that guy. Yeah, it's Splicey Ryan, right? Yeah, Splicey. The guy who yells with the with the L instead of the I, who's clearly not me. Or how someone posted in our recent feedback thread on Reddit, um, how they love how everyone thinks that they're my mule, <laughs> that I'm yelling on everyone's character or something. And that's that's a years-long so thing. It never goes away. People called Carrot my mule, and it's like, no, I don't think so. 
And even I don't have that much time on my hands, and I have a lot of fucking time on my hands. Hey, I have some free time now uh, that I quit. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, does that feel weird yet? Uh, no, because I have not had tomorrow is my first like Sunday off yeah. in a long time. Yeah, it'll it'll if it doesn't feel weird tomorrow, it'll probably it'll probably start. To I'm feel still weird, like, working, so it's not like I'm not working. I quit. It's not like well, I'm not working. Yeah, depending on how long you've done it, though, like it can. It can be weird. It's like, huh, I would normally be doing this at, the, at this time. Or it whatever, is weird you know? because imagine spending half of every part of your day sans sleeping. So imagine like uh, 19 hours of your day, generally, you know, 18 because you can't get any sleep or 17 of your day are not in your place of being and not with your, your wife or anything like that. And then you have to come home and cook and then do a podcast on top of those. So fit that into those 19 hours and we do like a three hour session. <laughs> so right so that's literally been what my life's been like constantly so it'll be nice not to have 90 percent of my day taken away yeah i can see that man so do we want to talk about this facebook thing here okay so this is the facebook thing. it's the, the worst the, thread the, of the, the week Shenryu. <laughs> it's the worst thread of the week <laughs> and it's our first facebook one which is very low-hanging fruit but you have to keep in mind i don't have facebook and don't use facebook so this is sent in from funkworks I don't know if he oh, wanted to. I don't to blame be... you. I don't either, dude. I, 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 you know, there's a reason we don't have social media for this this podcast. Well, although I do like people subscribing to us and joining the Discord and talking to us, that's social media, but not, not the Twitter and and at least Twitter's better than Facebook, but it's generally accessible anyway. Uh, nonetheless, as I've been leaning on that very heavily the past three episodes, as you do, let's see from Funk Work. I'm going to put this into the fucking video too. Um... <laughs> Anyone else think that with Shen Ryu appearing in FFXI content, that means that players will be able to jump worlds to another game a la Final Fantasy XIV Vanilla and go to a new FF11 remake dimension? Just wondering. And the just wondering at the end here really fucking does it for me. Just wondering. It's so innocent, isn't it? Well, yeah, man. Uh, you know, when I, when I load up Final Fantasy V and I get all the way to the end of that game and I pop that chest like towards one of the last maps and I fight Shinryu um, it actually no, this doesn't is Shen Ryu. That. oh yeah Sh I'm sorry it, it pops possibly Shen Ryu, right? it, it, it pops that mob but I never get to fight it like most of the guys say instead just like Final Fantasy 6 immediately comes on and then I just start playing that game instead it's crazy shit it's just I, I don't know the, why do people post this absolutely fucking mind like it's not a shit post it's not someone posting something purposely shitty it's not a troll post it's just someone literally wondering this and it's so fucking stupid i thought it, at first it was like some sort of like final fantasy 14 fanboy talking about that eureka zone or whatever where they do like throwback stuff i, but know no, I think this person it, it's not worth knowing about <laughs> okay but i I think what this person is actually saying is it's it's like 14 in a different way where they had like that one version and then like the world was wiped out and restarted anew. Uh, and I think this oh, person is like trying to post. Yeah, I think that person is trying to say that because of Shinryu showing up yet again in Final Fantasy 11 <laughs> that we're going to get a whole nother remake because of it or something stupid. Uh, the answer is no. I can I can pretty confidently say that. So that was, yeah, that was the dumbest fucking thing of the week. And there was also, to, speaking of Shinryu, S-H-E-N-R-I-Y-U, Shinryu, 
Um, Shenryu. So, you know, it has been, I've seen people say things that are dumb also, like, is it just me or the gear, like, not good? Which is, I'm reading oh, that, man. I'm reading that verbatim. Is it just me or the gear look like not good? From Shinryu. And, uh, sorry guys, I don't know how much gear you've looked at in your life, but the dagger is nice. Uh, especially if you don't need attack, it would be probably much better than Gladys. Well, much is a relative term. I haven't dived yeah. into the dagger yet for the thief guide, which now that I got free time, there that goes. Um, uh, the cloak is obvious. There's no other re-raise armor in the game. The ammo is obvious. I mean, how is that not good? I don't know. What is what? How well, do people look the, at the Gearbox? original? The original re-raise armor is neat and all, but at least now we have an item level version. You can so fight it's, this. It's, yeah, it's literally it's a strict STP. improvement. Yeah, it has store TP. In fact, I think we were talking about it before and that it didn't look like such a bad option for Dragoon for like a set where you wanted yeah. some amount of magic evasion and store TP on the It's bodies. got more magic evasion. So instead of Hijarandi with the crit rate, it has a little less, I think it was like 10 to 12, Hijarandi having 12 and some 10% crit rate and DT, but has no magic evasion. Yeah. And I mean, this this armor has pretty much almost the same STP, the accuracy, and more magic evasion. Not that it's it's not higher than Gladys, but still, with auto re-raise, I mean, come on, that's that's obviously has uses, and it's it's not a bad piece. And I mean, everything there, the cloak yeah. is an amazing upgrade. The ammo is very clear in its use with uh, DT uh, damage limit and strength fit. I mean, these are very obvious uses, and the dagger is is obviously not a bad dagger at the very worst. So here's the problem. A lot of people look at all the tier three Odyssey sets that are like so good at base that you can be really lazy and get by with using them as a five of five set, even though you're bad if you do. And they'll look at this and go, why would I wear this helmet and this body armor at the same time? Because it's not as good as Sakpata's. I guess they're and, just warped in perspective. Yeah, it, it's it's basically what I would call the Final Fantasy XIV approach to <laughs> evaluating gear. It doesn't have the next highest stats, and I can't possibly fathom what a side grade is. What's a situation? And, what the yeah, fuck? Infana deals a situation, Fox. So you're so you're already in a suboptimal situation where you would have to use like a re-raise set of armor anyway. Like it's kind of like a past sort of thing. Like we don't have to necro mobs like that anymore. But oh, it is well, kind of omen. I've used it in omen yeah. to necro mobs. Yeah, I mean you still can. Like it's never going to be anything that comes up and that is prominent. But at least if it comes up, you're wearing an item level set of gear now. And in my mind, that is a strict upgrade. Like that is absolutely gear that you should go get because there can be a niche use for it. And you can be a real hero, especially if you're like a paladin or something. Um, and like you already have, and you have access to raise natively and can wear this gear. You can actually be a hero in some events uh, and save wipes. Because sometimes it's a slow kind of burn where you know you're going to wipe. And there's times where you haven't put re-raise on. Maybe even say something's going weird in a wave three run against the boss or something odd. I carry around Twilight gear on Dragoon still and typically go Dragoon to those events. So... Uh, that's something that definitely, if you don't carry it, why the fuck would you not carry it? So, yeah, Ambuscade. So, so now we have like a version that's just better. Although Ambuscade's kind of a stretch because sometimes it's worth it, but most times you just restart. So I'm sure someone thinking that is thinking restart, and that would be correct. Yes. And aside from like the cloak, for example, like how can anyone say that's bad? Yeah. So, so the cloak doesn't have as much magic accuracy as that uh, that stupid UNM robe that everyone thinks is great. The cohort cloak um, plus one. I, I, it is great. I use it on yeah. blue. It's great yeah, on blue, it, too. It, it, is, it is great. But, I mean, he, well, Ranger, well, here's the thing. In a lot of situations, you actually want the uh, the Pathé Naomi. 
Okay. Or the path okay. B Naomi, I mean. Okay. Because weapon skill damage and magic attack bonus. That's well, yeah. But that's right. Well, at least for rune, I don't have ranger, but I, I know see. I use a ranger. I get frustrated when I see that particular cloak because it's just it's one of those pieces that just gets like staple applied to like every single set where when you can wear it. I don't think it's bandwagon. And it's good, but there's other things you can use. And uh, this this new the the crisp, the the crepuscular cloak or whatever that's called. Crepuscular. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not actually that much of a downgrade to it. Can we also appreciate Essie's naming conventions here? Because Crepuscular, if I have to pull it up. Also, I have Shindig it's here. Like, we never. I have Shindig in the the definitions here. If we want to describe it, that's not a boomer <laughs> term. But uh, oh boy, yeah, we can. Crepuscular um, of resembling I think it just means or, pertaining to Twilight. Yeah, of of resembling or relating to Twilight, and that is uh, the exact great term here because I, you know, no one ever uses that word. Yeah, it's very apt. I don't know who they have hired at SC to do this, but they are uh, they're on their game here. Yeah, they did it. Think of those fucking Adlin name sets of of those Wildkeeper Rebarmer pieces. Some of those are really off, you know, in left field. I'm like, I've never heard of these things before. What what is this? So, but looking at the other things too, like like the dagger. I don't know how. Like you said, it, it looks pretty good. And when I look at it, I see a a tool for ninjas who can now use sub jobs and not need refresh support. Because you don't need that much MP to pull off ninja sub, you know, something that requires MP. Um, like what? But now you can just use the dagger. Like a uh, sub rune, right? Like flash is like 24 MP, 25 MP, right? So you can very easily get that. Um, same for sub dark. Like you can very easily get that MP back off this dagger. Just through a couple procs. And you attack so frequently on ninja that you'd be able to get it back. So automatically, it's just a neat tool for being able to use that. I mean, it's not always going to be the best in all situations. But man, if you are in a situation where you need to do this sort of thing on Ninja and you have like no other way to refresh yourself, then yeah, throw this dagger on and do that. Aside from still being a decent TP offhand too. Or like you look at Dancer and like all of its stats seem to go really well for like a lot of the things you really want to do on Dancer. It just it it seems really good to me, and and I mean your mileage is going to vary like per job, but it's still great. And then um, like, like almost all of the accessories, I, I I know the person I know who you're talking about in particular who said this stuff, <laughs> but I don't know how that particular idiot could say that the crepuscular ring is not good because they well, primarily the play time, that job. At the time, what they were commenting to would be the dagger, the cloak. Uh, the scythe and the armor or whatever. So like the twilight uh, mail, but all those pieces still are not. Uh, the, That's the cloak point. especially, but I mean, they, they were all, even the listed things were all, the the ring was not, and if, you know, the earring and everything. <laughs> the but, ring is really good. Yeah, the accessories are also, they're all really good, but, uh, you know, I, when I look at the crepuscular knife here, it's not a bad knife by any means because that charisma adjustment is nice. Yeah, like you can put that you can put that knife on, and whether you're using that knife or the Gladys knife, because you kind of made that comparison earlier. Um, Sure, there is probably going to be a clear winner depending on your situation. But if nobody is specifically looking at that, you will probably never see the performance difference, like with the naked eye. So, I mean, because the first thing you would compare this to for I'm a thief. So the first thing you compare this to is the um, the plus one UNM dagger from the Scorpion. Turnian. The Turnian plus one. I always there's so many names to remember. I can't. I got. I'm busy writing "suck it" on cakes. Okay, I can't remember all these. It's true. Those are that. That's a factual statement. I brought home a piece of the cake and I could have carried. I got. I brought home this in case you want to suck it. Excellent. Uh, you know, I just got to keep making it work. But 
if you don't need attack, you're going to compare, what is it, 3% triple attack? And there's no decks, there's agility on it with lower delay. So you're getting 15 decks, which is huge for Thief weapon skill damage, of course. So 4%. Uh, yeah, you get an extra 4% uh, triple attack equated out there. And then you get the inconsequential but somewhat nice um, procs of TP and HP and MP. The TP is occasionally nice, but that's not even going to calculate into any meaningful gain. So you get more triple attack, and you get an extra 3% of your charisma added to weapon skill damage. So that's going to be close. The delay might do it, but then the way you play, it's more likely that the low delay is not going to... Because I feel that low delay is favored in spreadsheets and everything. And when no. you think about it, it's great too to get more multi-attack procs in with lower attack rounds, more attack rounds, da 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 But you're not able to utilize that TP always as effectively as you want or meaningfully. I mean, if there's 3% left of a mob, I mean, you can just swing and keep killing it, but... The way you had the TP and the overflow from lower delay, I don't know if lower delay truly can be used in a meaningful way as opposed to getting that extra second. Because I, you know, on Thief 2, you got to position yourself. You have to, you know, get out that sneak attack and trick attack. And that, that takes moving around in battle and just sometimes paying attention in general. You're trying not to, you're trying to look at stuff going on in the battlefield or what's going on in the fight. Maybe you're accomplishing, maybe you're doing something else. And you don't, you know, you're you're still attacking during this time frame, so having a higher delay isn't always a bad thing. So, I mean, it's I'd probably still just yeah. take Turney and plus one, especially get a subtle blow on it. Um, but that's not a DPS move, of course. But I think you're you're talking extra multi attack and three percent charisma to five percent weapon skill damage. So, I mean, it, it, they're, they're people, very close. What people overlook about Turney and, and what I primarily use it for outside of subtle blow builds. Um, because that's actually really important for some jobs. But uh, I, I, what I like for Turnian is it has like plus 67 accuracy on it. Yeah, it is higher accuracy. This has yeah, dex, it so it's really not a huge ac. gap here. No, it, it's, it's not a huge gap, but it's still a really high ac weapon that has multi-attack on it. So uh, the, the job that I prefer to use Turnian on over, over any other job is uh, Red Mage, actually. When I'm doing like Karoshia things. I, well, I use Videation Sword because I'm you know, cheap that way, but you'd never be able to tell. Um, but, uh, I, uh, when I'm doing, uh, end spell stuff, I typically will use that as an offhand because then the lower delay plus the multi-attack actually favors that particular build when you have that much triple attack on red mage. If anything, this is uh, going to be a battle of 15 decks and the charisma adjustment here yeah. against weapon skill damage. And it's possible that they're really close, but this ultimately seems like a really great dancer dagger because of the charisma and the charisma adjustment boost there. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. And I mean, you're not going to see anything like it's not going to like shatter your world. And like all of a sudden, all of your weapon skills are going to do like so much more damage because you have that charisma adjustment. But it's still one more nice thing for a job that already can focus on those uh, those abilities being tied into their flourishes and getting charisma bonus off of that, too. So it, it's just it's just a straight up bonus for that particular job. So I, I don't I don't know. I, I just don't think uh, it's definitely not a fair assessment. Like to look at the gear and say it's not good is is definitely uh it's it's ignorant. It, it shows your it shows your in, inexperience. Yeah, it's just ignorant. Uh, so speaking of ignorance, Reddit. <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes we try to, or I try to. Fox also tries to sometimes, which impresses me that he would even touch this with a nine and a half uh. foot hole. Uh, we look at the random weekly questions sometimes before the episode to see if anything's good in there to talk about. But 
last week's was all just, it was like a hundred posts of just bad, just bad. And this week is off to an even better start. So we have here, um, God. plus our Kenthesay978, I can't even, there's too many A's and E's. Um, what's a good waist for dancer? And that is the whole question. That is that is that is the whole shebang there. That is the shindig and the powwow and the shebang. The, you know the fix is in. That is everything. I feel like this person is trying to troll me directly. I feel like this person has their knees in the nest here. Oh my god! <laughs> so this is again. I, I man, it sounds like I'm coming down really hard on Final Fantasy 14 this episode. But this is a Final Fantasy 14 question because this is a situation where you're just looking for like the next highest waste piece and it should be obvious or something. So like this question is posed, like there should be some sort of obvious answer. Like it doesn't even occur to them that side grades exist. So either they're, they're trolls or they're just like founded specifically in 14, but obviously like this question can't be taken seriously. Do people take it seriously? Oh yes. Because Mr. Discali of Asura here disclaim bless their heart. They wrote a full-fledged answer here saying, check the dancer guide for TP. Oh, yeah, sweet wind. summer child. Yeah, I don't know why people do this. It's, it's, you're just being taken advantage of. I'm sorry. Don't help these people. It's yeah. nice that they put Ruger Storm Grunfeld rope. Makes, it doesn't make a good beginner waste. It's very good if you don't have enough attack because unless you get Kentarch augmented yeah. up. See, the, the point is, at that point, Kentarch is better when attacks cap, but it's so close when attacks not capped at all extra stats that you might as well just use it full-time, which is what I do. But if you do not have an R15 Kentarch because you're working on a million other pieces of gear for your jobs, so you would not work on that one first, of course. The Grunfeld rope no. is easy, yeah, and, and you know, a, a good use case there. You'll use most of the time, so. But they, they put here Healing Waltz, Aristo Belt, uh, uh, you know, Fosha for PK Evisceration as Inerator. Okay. Just, you know, they, put, they went all okay. out here, and I, I just, you know... An eventual goal would be to get a Riki Yotai. You know, you know, that's a lot of. Let me, let me, let me help enlighten people to because I heard the Aristro Belt thing. <laughs> yes, for, like, for you healing. don't need to be crazy. Yeah, you do not need that extra like six charisma or whatever that provides on dancer. <laughs> I promise you. When when I am main healing Odyssey NMs like like the actual like jail bosses on dancer like this includes like Zebioso and stuff. I never go beyond healing waltz like three. And it still restores like 2k HP or something stupid. And I gotta like, say, maybe it's healing walls for maybe back it, in it, the day that charisma mattered somewhat for leveling or something. But once you hit 75, even it was not not. I mean, maybe back then because you didn't have any wolf yeah. potency gear, the charisma you had to, you had to stack it. But nowadays with all the gear we have and how much it does for dancer, you don't want to waste inventory space on charisma waste. That's that's silly. Yeah, because like all of the waltzes, like if you're translating them to cures, like in terms of potency, they're like. 1.5 times stronger than their comparable uh cure so like cure like waltz three for example is closer to cure four than you know uh cure three is and so forth and so on so like they're actually really incredibly efficient uh cures uh, from even from a tp standpoint even though they use a lot of tp um the the problem is the recast timer actually so when you're when you're doing waltzes and stuff you actually want to focus more on as much recast reduction gear as possible because you are most likely going to have a full cure. Like even if even if the monk in your party or the Dark Knight with capped HP has like increased their max HP somehow, you're probably not going to use beyond uh, healing waltz uh, four. Probably, it's just an insane amount of HP those things restore. So you you will you can save yourself inventory plus one and just use some other waste in that slot because you will never know. 
you'll never know it's gone. Oh, yeah, Kaiman's asking about the. He just asked as we're speaking here in the Discord um, oh. about how because in the Rune one there's weapon detection, which I got from DSML on the BG forums. In the uh, yes, still the BG forums today. In the gear swap help thread there, which is like the only place this guy posts. So uh, he had, he created that for me in there, and I'd never seen this before. And it's genius about just the weapon types of using Windower's library. So it's it's genius in the fact that the guy read how Windower looks at stuff and uh, in the gear swap looks at stuff and uh, just put in the correct syntax. But <laughs> it's genius to me because I'm like, wow, that's super simple and it works. So I, I you know, he was asking how to convert over weapon recognition from my rune lua to his war one, uh-huh. and it's the part there that says if weapon dot main equals uh, one two four seven whatever. Yes. Those are types of weapons, uh, staff, etc. I have the key in there somewhere. It's there's two spots in the rune lua I know offhand, and one of them has the key there for like uh, one zeros hand to hand, and one is something else. So that would be the recognition in there for anyone who needs weapon recognition because with Dragoon and stuff now, it use you know people using Savage Blade for Bumba on Dragoon because you don't want a skill chain. Uh, it's just stuff like that. You could see needing to put it in your Lua that didn't need to exist in the past. So if anyone needs that, there it is. Just take it. So there's a somewhat negative... You and I understand what's going on, but there's a somewhat negative side effect of having that system in there that I actually want to... No weapon fix yeah so when your weapon becomes unequipped for whatever reason and this is kind of um a pain point when you're a tank um it actually prevents your gear from swapping um so just be very careful with that because it creates um, that, that particular yeah that particular rule will error the shit out of you if you aren't wearing a weapon yeah because it doesn't it doesn't understand unarmed as long as you so equip your weapon first as soon as you do a swap everything's good so i've never had seen it as a yeah. problem enough i think i have a note in there as well that it throws an error maybe but I, I, I'm pretty sure I put a note in there. Yeah, but sometimes people will just see their Lua's explode and then they immediately start asking the questions. And that's one that will be really hard for like someone filling it out for the first time to to ever figure out what's going on. And basically just if you if you error like that or you try to change gear and you aren't wearing a weapon in any of these Lua's that are like paste and spicy's Lua, um, you know, especially when we get the repository going, then you're going to have a, a, a bad time if you don't realize that that's what's happening because it's it's really hard to troubleshoot. I mean, you could look at the line error, but you may not understand what's going on. I, if you it's see like that series, of if numbers. you see the line error, you'd have no idea what's going on. I just yeah. knew it was related to the the weapon recognition, as you did. But Correct. I, you know, you would not look. It's not an error you ever see in another Lua. It's not like a common. Thing. Yeah, it's it's not a bad thing. I'm just mentioning this so that that way, if someone sees oh, no, it's it, a they don't panic. it's a good it's a good yeah it's a good thing to mention. Yeah, I use it like I I use it like you use it in determining. Oh yeah, my weapon's gone because not always when you're getting spammed with spells and abilities and stuff will your character actually blink and tell you that you're missing your weapon. Like it can be up to like thirty seconds depending on how the animations cool down. And there's so some... the fact that it errors tells me sooner rather than later and keeps you alive. So it's actually a good thing in some situations. Yeah, because not everyone uses Equip Viewer, so seeing that you're getting yeah. errors from not having a weapon on is actually super important. Um. Otherwise, yeah, I don't. Uh, is anyone wondering? Well, why don't you just add uh, to the the recognition or no weapon does this? I'm pretty sure that's a very basic thing I thought of immediately, and I did not work in the past based on how I did it. But I probably just had the wrong syntax in there because I'm not savvy with this. Fox is much better with it, so it's probably a very simple fix again. Yeah, it's probably unarmed. Um, but yeah, I, I could I could look at it. Unarmed. I keep meaning to. Yes, unarmed is actually a weapon type. Oh, I did not did not know that. Yeah. 
I just put like it's, or weapon main is nothing or something. I tried and it like I tried different ways of doing that and it didn't work. Yeah, so when you have martial arts skill and you actually swing with both hands, because um, you have that that the uh, not martial arts skill, sorry, the actual hand to hand combat skill, you'll actually swing with both hands, and that is uh, separate than when you are unequipped and you only swing with one hand and you have no combat skill. Unarmed is when you do that that single one. And that actually punch. comes up with uh, when I did Zanshin testing, that came up again because you will actually proc Zanshin on unarmed, but you cannot proc Zanshin on hand to hand. Is that why they give it to blue as a trait? So when I'm punching with no weapon, I have the ability to use Zanshin because that, that's very Or exciting. when you're single wielding, yes. Uh, yeah, well, when you're single wielding, it'll come up too. You know, that raises a good point. Is there a reason to ever single wield on blue? Because. Well, maybe if they made Fencer really fantastic, yeah. Yeah, if it was, but. That begs the if, question: Is there a reason? I can't. I can't think of one. Not currently. There, there may have been one Can back in the Blur day. Shield. It's true. Uh, you can use Genmei for some defense, I guess. Yeah, or, but that's there, not the whole point shields. of it is to use, you know, the TP bonus yeah. on Blurred. So Blue doesn't even get a shield. So, but I mean, there. It was more relevant in the past when, like, do, you could like run into situations where you don't do a wield. Like, let's say you were sub thief or something. Yeah, like this is a long time ago. Like then, Zanshin might have mattered towards your TP gain, but I mean that's like a huge stretch. Like it's just what I can think of. On the, and two, on the spot. Uh, if you're single wielding, that means you have a 99 percent accuracy rate. So it's <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Zanshin proccing occasionally on one percent of swings is. Why am I getting texts from my in-laws? That's unfortunate. Uh, I guess their cat's doing something. I don't. I don't know. Um... That's cool. But see, we don't need a topic, a topic at all, because every time we talk, we just end up down these rabbit holes of important, useful, interesting stuff that I'd like to listen to. So, yeah, I mean, there's just always something that I see that I can point out. So, like, they, they're just the questions I get on the day to day. Like, we haven't even touched on my my fucking vagary experience recently. Well, before we get so, there, after yeah. after what is a good waste for dancer? Oh. That question. How, just get rid of that question, please. <laughs> How much ack is enough for VD battlefields? I hate you. <laughs> oh, Reddit, you're an episode that keeps on giving. Yeah, so the, the brief one on that one is there's just not. So you get like your macrocosmic orb battlefields, and those VDs, even though some of them can be of similar level to like other battlefields you could enter that are newer. Um, it's kind of like when you look at old 119 gear versus new 119 gear. It's technically all the same level, but one piece of gear is clearly better than the other. And like one of those battlefields is clearly going to be harder than the other. So like any of the VDs for like macrocosmic orbs and stuff, infinitely easier than any of the VDs for even um, like merit point battlefields, honestly. Like it's there's just a, a huge upgrade to that. And then, you know, you get to the newer ones and stuff. So the point is, is that because the the content got more difficult, there's likely also varying levels of accuracy that you'll need between them. So, like, the ac you'll need for, like, VD Kindred Spirits or whatever, the one with the demons, you aren't going to need nearly as much accuracy for that as you will for, like, Or You Cometh, you know? You know, because the answer given by Purgatory of Asura here uh is i'm far from an authority on dd questions so take my advice with a grain of salt but i believe 1200 is plenty for most he's not wrong correct like, it, but any any meaningful vd against like the shimmer you won 1200 will not get you a lilith I and mean, a lilith might be fine but a lot of the 1200 will not get yeah. you 
to any like if you're doing a macrocosmic doesn't matter that you're definitely going to be even less than that probably but i mean oh yeah i so i can't fault this guy because he's looking to solo vd for the first time tonight he says which if you have to ask how much act you need you ain't soloing shit but what fight is uh, it uh, yeah they didn't see it's, it's back to the dancer thing well what's the waste for what's the fight you're doing i mean yeah if like i know it's not nice but really, if you're that fucking obtuse. So, if you ask a question, you can't be faulted for asking that question if you, like, ask it intelligently. How much accuracy do I need for this? Okay, this is the answer. Like, no one will fault you for asking a question, I'm, you know, about... No one reasonable would fault you for asking a question about how much accuracy you need for, I don't know, uh, Alexander or Tenzin. But when you just say, how much acts enough for everything of this type, that's dumb then that's why people have problems with the way questions are asked. And it's because you're not thinking. And if you were thinking about it, you wouldn't have had to really ask that question in the first yes. place because you play the game, you see if you're missing, you can check, you can add more accuracy, you have check param. I mean, it's, I don't understand why people have this difficulty. Then again, it's just because they're not trying. So The main reason I said he's not wrong at the whole 1200 accuracy thing is that let's say you shoot for 1200 accuracy like just through your own powering gear so like whatever traits you have whatever job you're on whatever gear you're wearing like from there you can choose based on the accuracy level requirement of the content which is what we're the point we're getting at based on that you can choose what food you're you're going to use um what buffs you're you're going to have like how how you're going to build your party for your accuracy needs and also what kind of debuffs you can place on the mob to lower the evasion of the mob. Like there's a lot of sliding factors in that, but ultimately you're trying to get to the accuracy level of the content and that's what matters. So while he's not wrong that you can just shoot for 1200 and call it a day, you're going to have a much higher hurdle to try to clear if the content requires like 1700 accuracy, for example, which is going to be way different. Like that's way higher than the accuracy requirement for like, you know, VD kindred spirits like I used before, which is probably closer to like 1120 or something. So yeah, it's a huge difference between these. In fact, it's probably lower than 1120. I, I honestly don't remember. Some of them it's are, very, it's very given low. how old some of those VD fights are, I would probably be surprised. Like a thousand. Yeah, 1,000, 1,100 would be fine for a lot of them, but it depends. When someone asks for VD, I always go to the latest stuff here, not like ancient stuff. And, um... So this just came up on our episode feedback while we're doing this from Lasota here, or Lasote. I, I don't know their name. This is I have a problem with names. I can't pronounce them and want to pronounce them in a more correct fashion here. So they say midway through listening to the zero discussion in the other episode. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and if you guys want to dig into the history of it, really have to talk about it being invented as a tool for sexual suppression in boarding schools, lol. Yeah. <laughs> basically so that would be cereal, Kellogg, I think. Basically, cereal and granola was invented in the late 1800s for use in boarding schools to somehow get boys to not masturbate. <laughs> yes. What? What? How? Did, what? I. Yes. I, the The short version of it is is Kellogg. You, was you know of this? To, yeah, I knew about this. This is actually I, I watched a documentary it? on this. Actually. Oh boy. I for I had forgotten. Like, how I, do you forget look, this? I forget this because it's not relevant to my life. The company later split between the faction that wanted to stay with their, quote, pure original goal and the ones who wanted to make sugary cereal. Pure original goal. <laughs> sugary cereal for more money. 
This is like the English breakfast all over again, the pure original goal of, of granola. Yeah. yeah, like breakfast apparently is like forged in nefarious activities. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what's wrong with fucking wanking it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there, there isn't. But I mean, back in the but day, just, though, just it's still, a different world. How does cereal yeah. stop that? I, there there was a reason. I think it had to do with uh God, what was it? I don't remember, but it was like it like boiled down to like a medical procedure or something. Like you you'll you'll just have to watch it, dude. Um but yeah, there was uh there was something very particular that Kellogg was shooting for and that he was doing it for a very specific reason when he did cornflakes. And I think it might have had something to do with like what they were originally made out of or, or something to that effect. You know, whether it was Walt Disney or uh, Ford <laughs> or the Kellogg's guy, all these names are still around today, obviously, and you get told about them, learn about them. But no one ever mentions they were fucking monsters. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, man. Cornflakes. Kellogg's Cornflakes is just a brand you trust. Yeah, brand you trust as long as you don't touch yourself. I still I asked Lasote how that stops people from matching their package, <laughs> and I gotta I gotta, whenever they answer later, we'll stop what we're doing to to report back how that stops people from macking it. But uh, otherwise, you know, between you and me, and now the audience, I actually set a box of Kellogg's cornflakes like so that the rooster's looking at me when I'm doing it on my desk. Wow, wow! So when yeah. you're when you're flogging the old dolphin there, you can yeah, uh, it helps it helps me get there. <laughs> Just so I know that that rooster and Kellogg. Just so they know they failed. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's a power play. You're That's asserting right. asserting your dominance here. That's right, man. Uh, I even start with a T pose. You know? Do you think Joshua does the same? Oh, for sure. Ah, yeah, yeah, he's definitely that kind of nerd, man. If I'm that kind of nerd, he has to be. So what are you doing later, Kellogg's? Oh, he knows. So Kellogg's, did you ever catch COVID? Fucking Barry Manilow comes. Oh, Aspathian's uh, here, and he goes. If I remember correctly, Kellogg thought that meat and a certain yes. flavorful or seasoned foods increase sexual desire, and that plainer food, especially cereal and nuts, could curb it. Well, yes, it was something along those lines. Well, let me tell you, but I, I think sure. it had to do with like uh, he like studied like chemical processes in the brain and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he was definitely super wrong, right? But I, it had to do with something like that. Like it, it was, it was supposedly backed in like some sort of science, but it, it really wasn't. Yeah, and so was that whole, uh, you know, the, the Nazis studying the mass of people's <laughs> skulls to see who is naturally more intelligent. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the um, what was that called? The um. Okay. Well, I mean, it's that's only true to an extent of like massive size differences in brains, but like you'll never see like a difference between human skulls. Like like normal nowadays human skulls, like like modern human, like the difference in skulls will not be whether or not someone's more intelligent. So that's that's definitely not the case. But like especially in like animals, usually the ones with the larger skull and the larger brain, like they're gonna be the smarter animal. Like that's just science. Well, let me tell you about the octopus because the octopus is like most of it <laughs> is body, it is brain here. Okay, so. Yeah, he can figure some shit out, dude. You Octopus. see the control it has over its skin? Dude, I, I don't know about the control over its skin. That's that's a little silence of the lambs, but octopus are incredibly intelligent. Like cuttlefish. Yeah, man. Love me some cuttlefish. Not eating, of course. I'd never eat a beautiful, cuddly cuttlefish, but although I, I, I consider it. Well, if it was tasty, actually, I probably would. 
So the word shindig is dance party lively <laughs> gathering, lively gathering from 1871, probably from shindy, a spree merrymaking from 1821. Also, a game like hockey, perhaps from Shinty, name of a Scottish game akin to hockey in 1771 or earlier. So, I don't know when you think boomers are, but from the 17-1800s that did not exist. Ben. So, that one's in bed now. Let's, let's move on from that. Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. I was making extreme eye contact with this rooster on the box. So. <laughs> uh, this, is, this is not a bad episode, I swear. This is good. <laughs> What's right. the best waste there, for that there's, rooster? There's education and cringe. You guys get both. I don't care. I had this amazing wine I've been storing. It is absolutely fucking delicious. I'm sorry I can't share it with you. That's too bad, man. So, uh, your vagary? Do we want to go into that next? Yeah, we can. We can. So, I, what I usually do is uh, whenever Beastmaster has like a moment, because he's constantly working also, um, he likes to do vagary runs, and it's I, I call them charity runs when we're hanging out. And uh, what, what he likes to do is he just likes to get a bunch of people, and then like we basically low man it for those people. Um, but they they contribute too, and sometimes things go wrong. It's like the ultimate pickup group experience, and it, it, it's a when grab bag for sure. Uh, well, it's eighteen people, and most of them aren't listening. And and uh, was any of them convicted of three seven year terms in nineteen eighty four? One of them, at least, at least one. Yeah. So it's a grab bag. You never know what you're going to get, and we never actually lose. But uh, yesterday was the first day we had ever lost a zone. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So how how'd someone so, bring Beast down and you down enough to lose? Because you two do it without anyone. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, we have, I, we have videos of us, like, duoing these zones. Yes. So uh, first off, like, the, the party list was, like, all jacked up. I have never seen three white mage sub-red mages in, in one alliance <laughs> until that <laughs> oh, day. Shit. So already, that's like stroke material. They're, right they're posting like, on Reddit now. Yeah, like I had to immediately stop all my blood thinners. Like I thought I was going to die. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was crazy. So yeah, you white mage, some red mages. Oh man, you were in a special way tonight. This is good. There must be the Kellogg's oh, rooster. Man. Yeah, he, well, he's helping get me there. You know, I'm still working on that behind the scenes. You know, during the first you know the, the the three white mages with slash red mages is almost like the finger in your butt. Oh man, you have no idea. So, so on top of that, we also had a black mage sub white mage. What? Yeah, it, it, the, like the the rare gems just keep just keep flowing. I guess you got a bard sub beastmaster for charisma next. No, 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 no. So we also had like some blue mages and stuff like that. Um, so the moral of the story, though, is that I was there on Geomancer, and I actually ran an overall parse. And I don't usually talk about the parses or anything, Ooh, but this is posted in party. Oh, no, I didn't. No, I never do this stuff. So, not unless Murr's there. Because <laughs> I like to make him feel bad sometimes. Oh, uh, man. Just give him that, that general ribbing. But uh, th- this this isn't me bragging. This is me telling people that they should take better care of their Geomancers. Like, I won that parse by over 200,000 damage as a Geomancer for the entire run. On the, the entire alliance, you parsed yeah. number one by... Yes. By two hundred thousand damage, and like the the comparison was like to I did like two million damage to one point eight million as the next place, and then like the next one down was like seven percent lower. So it was like it it was it was a steep decline after that. But basically, I beat the black mage, and um, 
again, this is the black mage was sub white mage. So, you know, take yeah. that for what it is. Yeah. But this is a reason why people shouldn't neglect aspects of their job because the geo did perfectly fine and it is older content. But for people who are like afraid to approach content and stuff like that, and they think they have to have certain setups, like take care of your geo and your geo can also be your black mage. If you're into problems, like you can clear the content, no problem. But uh, yeah, so that already went wrong because usually blue mages will take it home from there. They'll just AOE all the zones to death and it's like no trouble at all, right? But uh, this is how not to perfidy. Someone die? No. I've, I've never seen this happen. Like I can understand someone dying, right? We go in and we are all set up to magic burst. Like I think we have a summoner there also and, you know, uh, Beastmaster uh, does his whole... Uh, uh, brain crush to, to tail blow, I think is what it is. I, I forget. Right. Like if if I, I was on so. there, I would... I've seen the video a long time ago. Yeah. I think that was it. There's only a few yeah, moves basically, the anyway. Yeah, you use the lizard to make a uh, liquefaction, and then you close again on it with the lizard to make it fusion. Doesn't lizard only get fusion? Doesn't lizard only get four moves? Secretion, uh, fireball, head six. Oh, six. Okay, I was yeah, gonna say there's like not six. too many options there anyway. And well, so infra- infrasonic's gonna be the fifth one, so there's not other options to make skill change. Blockhead. Oh, so block okay. fireball. Yeah, yeah, but fireball. So, yeah. yeah, there there aren't a lot of options for skill chains, but like basically, you set up a, a liquefaction and then you close an impaction on it, which is tail blow, and then you make a fusion. So you have a, a you have a, a fire burst followed by a fire burst, right? And on Perfidian, when when he ends up getting popped, um, you'll usually start out with like a fire burst because it's usually the easiest go to, honestly. And um, you get his damage, down, you get his health down really low, and then he'll start the whole like proc phase thing or whatever. So the way this ended up going is he goes open and he opened with the first pet move and then he's like close and then he closes with the next pet move and you see all of us start up our, our like I started at my fire five and like the black maze started their fire six and you see meteor strike getting readied and then you see the rune ready demediation. Let that fucking sink in. They ready demediation and it doesn't cause a magic burst. And every single one of our nukes heal Perfidian to the point where he calls us a joke and leaves. It was, so, it was super great. I know you're giving a dramatic uh, spiel right now, but <laughs> apparently, as we're speaking, it's past midnight and Carrot is still working at her job. So she's been oh, working. Oh, yeah, she's she's uh, the promotion comes with working the entire day, I guess. She's been working like an infinite number of hours. And she just locked the cat in with me because the cat's meowing for food. So I don't want to stop this to feed the cat. <laughs> so if the cat starts yelling, that's why the cat's yelling. Oh, it's fine. He's, he, he meows when he wants food. He, he knows what gets the food. He knows how to pay the bills. I mean, that's that's all I really have, though, is just people need to fucking pay attention. Like, he's very clear about when the skill chain's going. And then we all ended up healing it because it wasn't bursted. And it was it was just a bad day. Um. Yeah, so he ended up fleeing, and then we, we went on, we killed Pluton, because the dude learned his lesson from that. And then we had to come back in and do Perfidian again. That's sad. That's really bad. Yeah. It, it, was, it was very not good. Um, but yeah, the, the party was just, like, sculpted out of fail, though. It was, like, every is Well, at least they got their win, I mean. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, we'll get it no matter what. Like, when we went back in and did Perfidian again, I straight up told people not to help. I was like, you are not allowed to weapon skill. Um, you only only mages will cast and only when they see a liquefaction like I was I was not nice about it because th- there's there's no excuse like he's so clear with his instructions and he makes it so easy. He straight up says that people can just sit there and watch and they, they're honestly if you don't know what you're doing, you're 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 encouraged to you're encouraged to learn how the run works and then not be an idiot. 
you know but apparently we most of the difficulty that. i feel in this game is artificial difficulty and yes. people just like to i mean there's a way there's times when weapon skilling on rune is just you know it's inconsequential but it's helpful so you're doing damage you're keeping hate da, 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 da. okay you're, you're you're a real player there buddy but other times if there's a skill chain going on a magic bursting why the fuck are you weapon skilling why if you i mean there's times if you see a fusion yeah dim can make the light great but otherwise just what are you doing yeah yeah but i mean we start with a, with a liquefaction yeah and if it's a fusion he's set but i guess you can't tell the difference between the and the and noises of, is- of fusion and liquefaction this is actually a common thing that we end up seeing across these vagary runs, and he's cool with it. it. It just makes me twitch a little bit because his instructions are so specific and easy to follow. Does he have a macro? Uh, no, he he individually types them out based on the audience's understanding of things. Like he wow. will actually repeat things. Yeah, he he does it all manually. It's, what, it's what actually a hero. really impressive. He is basically a vagary hero. Yes, and it's and funny like, because it's such a niche, outdated thing. It'd be like being an incursion hero or something. Oh man. But we end up with summoners that decide they're just going to flaming crush things, or, or better yet, the summoners who think they can magic burst flaming crush. What? What? Whoa! Hold on here. Oh yeah, that's uh, oh, that's yeah, crushing to hear, Fox. I have to say. Yes, it is. It is certainly crushing. Or the black mage that tried to burst uh, water on a fusion. Well, that's just not knowing. That's. Yeah, you're right. It is not knowing. This dude is a level ninety nine master black mage. Well, who does they not master, understand? But there are so, there are sub white mage as well, so they didn't buy their sub job. And here's the they thing: didn't, too, they like, didn't buy I mean, a clue. It, it segues onto that tangent, but like everyone, uh, everyone has. No, I wouldn't say everyone, but but people have given me flack before because I I get on people's cases about like buying job points for their jobs and stuff. And yeah, it might work for some people who may understand a little bit more about the game than others. But this is the exact reason why you don't just buy these things. You have to actually experience content in this game and like learn how your job works because a black mage not understanding how to magic burst is probably the saddest thing because that is the one thing that people want it for. That's the one thing that excels at. It's like you had one job, dude. One job. And you fucked it up. And that wasn't even like the the last particular run. It's just this is the sort of thing that I notice. And, you know, it's fine because... Beast and I like the challenge of making these runs work anyway. Is it a challenge um, or is it like, you know, like the challenge, challenge of challenge of babysitting your neighbor's kid kind of challenge? It's not really like a challenge, just kind of like, you know, annoying. Yeah, so, sometimes it's a column A and column B sort of thing. Like sometimes it's just babysitting and like they happen to be geared enough to just push through it. And then sometimes Brimboil spawns and then people decide to run over and uh, use Spectral Flow over and over again. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Someone's that, dead. that one's special. We've actually resorted to me just me being specifically the one who stuns it, and he specifically is the one who kills it, and everyone else is not allowed to touch Brimboil. Yeah, that one's that one's pretty bad too. But it, it's just I, I point all these things out because he he goes through such great lengths to do all these things for these people, and these people either just expect handouts or they don't learn or they don't listen at all. And well, they're getting a handout, but they're just fucking up their own handout. Yeah, they're fucking up their own handout. Like it's it's not it's not difficult to learn something from what this dude is doing for them, and they just refuse to learn at all because they just want to be a Zern idiots. That's really all it boils down to. So yeah, I absolutely love doing these vagary runs though. I, I find the challenge great. Like whether it's babysitting, 
or otherwise. Like I have a blast sitting in uh, voice chat with Beast while we do it. It's it's pretty funny a lot. Well, of the now time. that he turned his little bloop noise off every time he talks. Yeah, yeah. I was very happy to see when he come to, he came in again recently. Uh, he popped in and it, his bloop noise is still off. I'm like, ah, that's that's a guy. <laughs> but yeah, like they they're already getting handouts. They they can't even they can't even like follow basic instructions because they it isn't even complicated. They we have we have corsairs who don't who don't understand that their leaden salute is destroying the skill chain. Ah, uh, you know. Like, corsairs are, are See, usually the ones who fuck that up too you know i was very clueless when i started this game so i couldn't find my way to port sandy as we talked about for a day i thought the agility on the pup af hands was haste and didn't know what haste was and thought agility makes you faster in your attack <laughs> speed you know all these things and i just kind of wanted to not be a stupid asshole i mean i'm an asshole enough i'm stupid enough why, why make it worse <laughs> But were I mean, you full Rima with stars over your head when you were doing this? Uh, no, no. But that yeah. that doesn't really that doesn't change anything. That that's like it's an arbitrary goalpost of like I, I realize that, but it's supposed to be a measure of experience. Like you've done X amount of stuff while on this job. Like that's all it is. You've just gathered points for being on this job. But the people who have just not been present or not playing their job through this process are the people who are fucking this up. It's like uh instead of making a bad porno here, these guys are just cutting to the bad gum shot. Yeah. Basically, does somebody need a Ragnarok R zero? Boom, jump, boom, mm, ooh. Oh man. Well, the funny thing is, is I never see any uh, melees. Usually, I think that the the people who are DD only and they're like Dark Knight only, and they refuse to do anything else. You would think that they would be the ones to run in and Leroy Jenkins the shit, but no. Um, it's always someone who's like on that class that's like designed to be carried. It's always like a corsair or a summoner or. Weirdly enough, a black mage, oh, which white counter, mage, it, as it's we like a counterpoint, about. or yeah, three white mages sub red mage. <laughs> oh god, I what is happening? At least there were none sub black mage because that would have been probably true. the the conserve MP might have been a little better, honestly, because you have auto refresh gear, magic burst bonus for your holy. Then again, with the pants, you don't casting. you don't need conserve MP anymore with the pants. That was pre pants. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah, I, I mean, I could go on a rant about that sort of thing forever. But I mean, I'm just trying to illustrate a, a point in that people just need to listen more and maybe they'll play their jobs better. And, you know, content that's actual trivial. Guys, I'm not being an elitist. Vagary is trivial. Um, you should never fail it. It's, you know, kind of like how I went on that rant and yelled at a day and fucking <laughs> David Gilmore had to, uh, yeah. you know, anyone always uses their whole name or a whole name in their, their character name is always a... Uh, a joy. Uh, That's the same idiot that examined me that one time I, when I was uh, wearing my farsha, and he asked me if it was uh, if it was R fifteen. And what? you could yeah. see if it's R fifteen. Exactly, you'd be glowing, right? Well, well, yeah. I wasn't fucking glowing because my farsha is level eighty, or it's level eighty five. Is it still eighty five? Yeah, it's still eighty five. I need to finish it. Uh, so. So yeah, I, wait, I, wait, I wait. that's exactly the tell us about 85 Farsha as R15. Well, he he examined me. He saw I had it lock styled and he also clearly would have seen I wasn't glowing and he asked me if it was R15 and I asked him if I was glowing and the conversation ended there. He never he didn't there's, send me back any other tells. There's a big difference in in appearance of a 85 Farsha with no combat skill like all the axe skill 255 and stuff. Uh-oh. There goes the cat. Um, there's a big difference between that and the the, the box looks completely different. Yes. I mean, how would you not? Well, here's the thing: 
my character model that he was standing next to looking at had a farshal lock style that was not glowing oh, I, I figured that was the case me, i just just he checked you you said and if he checked you because that means he's looking for yeah the well he and... checked me he checked me and i was like wearing my aimer or something at the time like oh. and that's why he asked oh, that's why oh, he okay, asked if okay. The, if, I, I thought you had it on see yeah i guess i i guess i should have specified like should've. he checked me he saw it was only lock styled and he goes is that r15 and i just sent him back a tell that said am i glowing and then he promptly stopped talking but yes so what happened was um so dumb. Kyle's with two S's yesterday night before we did our uh, before we did our Odyssey farm, which is cool because I finally got a good Gobby Box mystery item in the screenshot. I got a Brass Borers cocoon, which is great because usually I get jack shit in the Gobby Box, so I was glad I got this cocoon because it speeds up my uh, Vajra here that I've not worked on, but now maybe I'll work on it. I might have some time. Who knows? And uh, they ask what a good what. What's a good class for DPS now? I always have to read these because it's not how I'd ask a question, so it's hard to read it. So what's a good class for DPS now? Which, yes, yes, you know where I'm going with this. But David Gilmore decided to white knight the whole time, just, you know, uh, just using words like esoteric and other obnoxious fucking shit that I threw back at them. But, um, oh boy, just, it's like, what is the good waste for Dancer? Or, uh, you know, what is the accuracy for all content? Just, it shows that you've put the bare minimum, if any at all, effort into things. So when someone like me says, well, you're not trying, so what it doesn't matter what DPS class you are, and everyone goes, well, who's spicy's being this? No, if you don't know what you're asking, and you don't know shit, it doesn't matter what class you are. You could be a fucking summoner meleeing, you're not any better, because you have no idea what you're doing. You don't know what to put on. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to make a skill chain. You don't know what a fucking weapon skill set is. Don't ask. Because if you can't put the bare minimum of research into playing this game so you can actually get to the point of having fun, because if you pick up any sort of, like, I don't know, uh, say you like building Legos, if you pick it up and there's all these Legos in the box and go, how do I build Legos? You're not having fun. So just if you can't do the work to have the fun, then don't fucking do it. That's my rant about that again. I mean, you're you're not wrong. Like the, the dude is probably gonna get told something completely out of context. They're gonna level that job, and they're gonna wonder why parties don't want him because right they just dark rushed night. into some sort of thing. I'm not even gonna make assumptions about what weapons they're gonna make, but yeah, that's usually the shortcut warriors make. That uh, is they'll, they'll, or in dark nights, they'll run out and get a Ragnarok because they can call it a Rima, and so they can answer Rima shouts. Um, but it's just uh, like the cheapest thing that they can pick up that qualifies as a remake, even though it's worse than other options. That R-Zero Scourge spamming Dark Knight never-changing gear Ragnarok we had in the Ambuscade that parsed in yeah. single digits. That is the eternal... Uh, that's the term... That's the eter- we mentioned it on the podcast. We had an I episode. know. That's the eternal example of uh, this what's a good DPS question. Because, look, to me, if I see someone asking what's a good DPS class, it's them asking what performs well or what's best in slot at DPS? What's the, what's the bis quick here? Uh, without any, you know, they they want to be accepted here. They want to pick something that's you know. They want the Lamborghini. They want the Ferrari here. They they want to be told the name brand. Yeah, they want to be the guy. Yeah, they want to be the guy. They want. Oh, that's the cat. Whoa! So it happens I don't feed him. Blackie. They eat each other? Well, Blackie's fucking with Whitey here. He goes after him to play mm-hmm. because he's all wound up, and, and Whitey wants food, so Whitey's very... He's got the Anjuda right now, so he's very agitated, so... Ooh. 
So I don't understand why Carrot couldn't stop what she's doing for two seconds to feed them, but uh, I'm not stopping what I'm doing to feed them either, so <laughs> we are just bad, bad cat parents. They're probably going to be okay. But yeah, I was going to say, they'll survive. So another way, too, I, I mentioned this in the Discord for anyone who isn't in it. Why aren't you? Um, not because I care if you're in it. Uh, it's nice to have you, but just for context and understanding conversations that we talk about, it's it's always good to be part of that. Um, I said, you know, if they had just asked, well, you know, to show any sort of care, concern, uh, ability, anything, any anything more than like a bowl of Jello, <laughs> just yeah, yeah, just if they were more than the, the fucking lime green Jello here jiggling around. And just said, hey guys, I'm new to the game, or just not even that. I mean, it, it's good to give yourself some cover with that. But hey, it, you know, to just say, hey guys, I was thinking of being Samurai or Dark Knight. Samurai or Dark Knight, and I can't really decide between the two. Uh, which do you think I should pick? That's a perfectly good question. That's, that's a good question. Just like, okay. Yeah, so it opens like, up the dialogue. Yes, it's a dialogue. It, it shows that you understand that you've made a choice out of 22 jobs in the game. You made a choice between these two. And you're like in between, like you think they both sound cool. You haven't done them. Does anyone have any advice or input? That is a great question. And it's like no one would fault you. You can have a good time. But when you just go, DD class, what can I pick? You know, that's that's the that's the problem. These fucking cats. Yeah, pretty much. And like we're not we're not being elitists here either. Well, like, we are, but we're just being. I, I think we're being decent, reasonable people overall. But that's just my take on it. Everyone's got an opinion, I guess. Well, it's usually like like when I come down on like the the warrior that takes the easiest route and like becomes a rag war and like that's the advice this guy is probably going to get and I'm making all these assumptions. Like I come off as an elitist, but it's it's not actually the case. Like this this person needs to do themselves a favor, and it's not like we're trying to suggest that. Oh yeah, well I mean if the person made an Ukan Savara, then they'd be good to go. No, like just do the base research for the job. Maybe pick up like a shining one, or even you know step up on great axes, or get a Kaja sword, and whatever the fuck you want to do. But basically, just like learn the job, learn what the job can do, and like maybe you find that fun, or maybe you find out you don't want to be a DD at all. Like you never know. It's you know I put in the blue guide uh, the few updates I've done months ago. Uh, now I have some free time. Maybe I'll get back to that. <laughs> that's, the, that's the theme of the there episode. Now that I have some time, let me do all these things I never do. Uh, and now there's still not enough time to do that. I had even put in there just like the, the what, there's four stages of the sword. You have the basic one, the next one, the Kaja, then the last one, right? Yeah. So I'd even put in there that the second sword for Blue Mage as a new Blue Mage in the sets is a good weapon to use compared to everything else available. So, I mean, I don't want everyone to have to use like those basic sort of um here's a, a hand holding thing because if they do experience does come when they play and it's you know nice to get those people the ability to fast track to that experience but still i mean well, is it you're so pointing hard out a weapon that's fine you're pointing out a weapon that's fine and it grows with you yeah this is, seems reasonable uh, the fact that it grows with you is even better but just that doesn't exist for most people trying to find information. Like you just, if you go to like the monk guide or something, it's just all best gear for high end monks. Oh yeah, the the. But that, the, that's most guides. Four warrior window yeah, the, that just shows you what gear to put the, on. The warrior guide, the monk guide, the dark knight guide. I mean, all those guides. Well, 
there's also a discussion within the pages too. And like people but, never go to the discussion and try to learn anything. I'm not going to lie. I can't expect someone to read 50 pages of discussion. I read them because no. I care, but you shouldn't have to. I'll feed you later. But it, it's not, geez, it's not hard to read like the last five pages to at least get an idea of what warriors nowadays, for example, you know, because that one apparently is a hard guide to follow. <laughs> um, read the last five pages of what warriors nowadays are even asking as far as questions are concerned. Like that's a good starting point. It's like, hey, this is what the what the quote unquote top end possibly is is looking into. Like these are the sort of things we're facing. At least now I have a, a starting point to know that hey, I'm probably gonna have to worry about this at some point. Well, what's the first thing that I would do towards building towards this? And you, you at least find out something about your job that you can anchor some kind of understanding. And that's what we try to do here. Ca right? Carrot's taken one of the cats, so now they won't. We're the last fight. five pages of a guide. <laughs> the last five pages. I don't know, but sometimes... I, I don't know. I feel like the I first five pages number. sometimes. Yeah. I just picked an arbitrary number, but I mean, just... just I can't expect you to read, like, 170 pages of forum. No. I, I wouldn't want you to. Like, the and, information would be outdated for most Yeah, of I was going to say, most of it's not important. Uh, when, I, when I back read, when I start a job like Pup, most of it is not really important. But getting a feel for the problems that these particular jobs have will also help your understanding and yes. how to fix some of the problems that you have. And that's what you want to read over. And I got to say, uh, since Pup is a perfect example here for anyone who is newer or picks up a newer job, even if you know a lot, I don't have Fox levels of uh, game knowledge here, which is why Fox is absolutely fucking crucial to this entire operation. <laughs> because I have a decent idea, but I'll never, ever, I'm never going to be Fox level. It's never going to happen. So, hey kids, do you want to waste your life like me? Do you want a Kellogg's box on your desk? Yeah, you do. It, <laughs> it enhances the experience. You do want that. Next thing you know, it's going to be like in that uh, horrible Robin Williams movie before. It wasn't horrible. It was still just not good. I mean, horrible is like Wonder Woman. One hour photo. Yes. No. 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 Not. Oh, one, that, not, that, not that movie's so good. No. No. Not one hour photo. That's a good movie. Um, it's it's more of a cult movie at this point than a good movie. When, oh. when, if it when it launched, I wouldn't have thought it was. If that one, it was like um, the one where his like kid kills himself, choking himself while masturbating. <laughs> Whoa! The kid scarfs himself. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, it's it's like one of his last movies. It's like uh, one of, like his two last movies was like the angriest uh, guy in Brooklyn. Oh no, his world's best dad. The movie was World's Best Dad, and his son dies from autoerotic asphyxiation. You know someone with a straight face had to pitch that on a board, right? Oh, God, that's great. Someone had to audition for the role of kid who dies of autoerotic asphyxiation. Sign me up. Oh, boy. Oh, that's so ridiculous. I completely forgot where we are to that one. Because nothing can come before or after that. <laughs> hey, Robin Williams and killing yourself while masturbating. Right. Also, Robin Williams, and and we've got some weird themes tonight. Oh yeah, it's great. Um, I do. Robin Williams is one of my all-time favorite people, uh, ever. So, I will say that if I talk about Robin Williams and his death and relating to a bad movie he was in, uh, Needing Money, then I, I still love Robin Williams more than anyone listening. At any rate, uh, what are we <laughs> on now? Uh, let's see. We covered weird Reddit questions, uh, Patrick's email. Uh, we got the um. Oh, I know where we are. Zala videos. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so that was interesting. Uh, so this month, did you look at the Ambuscade this month or no? I don't think you did. It was just the uh, the the three times 
uh, Bumba to Arabati to Grog Gog Magog. I mentioned at the very start of this. Yeah, I, I've actually been calling it Grog Magog for the longest time, and that's just wrong. Uh, so yeah, Gog Magog. Um, no, I haven't seen their Ambuscade video, but I imagine it's it's probably pretty spectacular. It took them four and a half minutes, five minutes. To clear VD. Yeah, to do VD with two warriors. Um, it's, of course. So the problem is it's hard to see what everyone's job's on, too, when like one guy's got his toilet brush out, Chango, and they're they're hacking away. <laughs> toilet brush? <laughs> Carrot, yeah, man. Yeah, no, I see it. Carrot calls the toilet brush while we're watching it. She goes, he's got the toilet brush. And I go, what's that? He goes, she goes, Chango, you did dunce and i'm like oh i see it yeah i had to look so, at it when she said it too i didn't just i couldn't just think of it i had to look at the actual thing so so you were talking to me a little bit about this before and it triggered something that i remembered from last time but i don't think we applied it right correct and that's that you never hear of anyone like trying to use end thunder during this fight i, I saw it last time in the jp wiki when like at the tail end of the month and i tried to add it to bg many years ago at this point but i couldn't like the auto transit didn't work and various wasn't a thing at this point so we'll have to ask various to to handle yeah. that of course please but uh end thunder is definitely a mechanic at least in vd i don't know if it's for the manta you were saying or it's it certainly they keep it on the whole if, fight, so I have to imagine it's more in the manta. If I remember right, from like because it's been like two years since this got released, um, I want to say that it has to do with like amnesia or something that it causes, oh, that'd or be like TP reduction or something. It's something along those lines. It's Probably very similar reduction. to the to the dehawks and and water. It's very similar to that. We've been fighting dehawks now, and as long as yeah. they're handled appropriately, don't um, silence them. Do not silence them, and use end water and. Um, Auto attacking is good here. As long as they're handled properly, because there's still like, I like being on blue here because sudden lunge still locks them down. So, uh, after one weapon skill, if you're on like floor three, it doesn't kill them, of course, because it won't on floor three or four. Um, I like to use sudden lunge to lock them down for the rest of it, which is great. So, we had one on floor three at the end there with trolls. Yeah. And the guy. Oh, no, no. Was it? Yeah. Our, ours was the Hawks. And Lamia. It was like the oh, most okay. asshole clenching, like fucking butt clenching pull ever. So, because you had to deal with the Hawks and the fucking Lamia. And, so, yeah. this is the one time I was happy to be on blue because I've wanted to come on Dragoon lately and use Shining One, which I don't have Shining One because I haven't had the time to make it. But now I have all this free time. So, maybe I'll get to this yeah, fucking checklist. <laughs> so, <laughs> get there. I was very happy to be on blue for this because uh, everyone killed the Lamia while I took down the Dehawks until we met at the, the end there and killed the last couple of Dehawks together. And I felt very happy to be on blue mage for that at that point. Yeah, so um, I was in a in a state of, of just... Puckering? Yeah, I was basically puckering the sphincter, entire time because I, I'm on Paladin for these runs. Like, I'm rounding up the mobs and making sure all the mobs are hitting me. And to have all the Lamias hitting me and getting TP and all these dragons hitting me and getting TP and like they might be silent or they might be slept at some point, hopefully, on top of the Lamia, like spamming stuns and yeah, so uh, potentially uh, torrent to get rid of your gear. Like, oh. yeah, I was going to say you're worried about torrent and, and not being able oh, to yeah. shield block. So and like here I am, like, I, I pop, I pop Rampart, uh, hoping that you know if they're gonna do like a body slam, even not even a void song, but just a, bo a body slam that it doesn't just immediately destroy everyone. And we ended up not needing it, but like I was sitting there just like ready for the worst, and it was just not super a single and smooth, not yeah. a single TP move got off. Yep. Not if you one. if you sleep them, you're fine. But see, the problem we have is Felgar, <laughs> and Felgar's not great at sleeping for whatever reason. He does it. Uh, he's just like I don't. 
have the most faith in him to do it like whoosh, uh, like the crack of a whip there. Not that I always expect that, nor, nor should I, but I just if we lost our uh, our buffs, especially our fifth song, oh, Ugh. oh, Felgar would be like, um, I didn't calculate for this eventuality here. Um, everyone gather, I, uh, uh, my job abilities are down, so... Um, you see, there's a checkings and a savings. I have a checkings and a savings, and I don't know how to get these songs back up right now. It's, uh, I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> I just, uh, you know... Well, I see it I, happen to... I, he's not the only bard I see that happen to, either. Yeah, I know, like, but he... he expects, a lot of people get, like, decision paralysis. When anything deviates from plan, Felgar falls yeah. apart. He's a very plan-driven, linear kind of guy. Like, I imagine Final Fantasy thirteen to Felgar is the perfect game. <laughs> the one-way path? Yes, it's all linear. Point A to point B, I am playing game. And, like, not in a negative way, but, like, watching him play Bard makes me want to play Bard. Because, like, all of these things that, like, we expect him to do and stuff are things that I want to do on Bard, because it looks interesting to manage all those things. It's like, how like I, I like playing supports like an idiot. Like, I, I, I like having to sleep, like, multiple mobs and, like, pianissimoing, like, dispelled songs. Like, I am that guy that wants to do that. You know, our discussions on White Mage, especially last time, really kind of bring back to the forefront here how playing support jobs can be incredibly engaging and exciting. And honestly, because yeah. I played White Mage seven years, eight years ago, and I enjoyed it when I played it on my mule. So when you know we were talking too about how we wanted to do the Zola thing here, and I'm like, well, I could be white mage if we need to. I just got to go get Yanga gear or some other <laughs> bullshit or something like that. Then, I mean, that's that. You know, I I I don't want to carry yeah. extra gear now that I've been clearing on inventory to be able to switch a dragoon for fucking our bumbo runs and shit because it's a big problem to get on dragoon because I hold pup. Uh, kind of thief because it doesn't take too much extra gear. Blue rune, uh, that kind of stuff on me, and I don't have. I had to like switch my entire inventory out, which makes me fox danger for one job, <laughs> which is tough. Yeah, uh, I can still do a better job, but white mage was engaging. So I imagine if I see someone who's like not doing what I want to do, if I was that job at that moment, I'd be like, yeah, just I want to do that. It's exciting. Yeah, there's, there's just lots to do. And I, I mean, this uh, this line sort of like ties into that thing that I wrote earlier today. It's just this big, huge post in our uh, in our channel about like people being able to come certain jobs and, and things like that. And it basically boiled down to like just having six man content and having a lot of flexibility doesn't always mean that you're always going to have an optimal setup because sometimes things overlap. Like we were looking at this Zala video thing. And we're like, yeah, we could do those strats. Everyone has these jobs. And then I started getting into the minutia <laughs> of actually assigning people those roles in my head. And I'm just like, well, Spicy and I are the only real dragoons in our in our group, so that doesn't work. And then, um, you know, our warrior and me are like the only actual white mages in the group. You know, aside from Spicy saying that he could be white mage, so if Spicy's going white mage, then that would free me up from being white mage. But then we're missing a dragoon, and the whole point was to have me on dancer for this setup. Since I'm the only dancer in our group, I feel like I, it, it just I'd, starts to get weird. I feel like I'd be truly testing the play white mage to get gear for other jobs thing here because I have the gear for other jobs and I'd be capable. So I'd be truly testing the zero job points. Although I'd get a lot doing this. Well, not not boss rush. You don't get shit for boss rush. Um, the farm you do, but I'd be truly testing the limit of. Having like in Yanga plus two and no like I haven't upgraded AF and I would not make plus three of anything for this job. 
just not, but just pushing the limits of can a person who is reasonably capable play a white mage, you know, for like these group events <laughs> and be like satisfactory with their idol and their casting and their enfeebling and everything else like that. Actually, if you were serious about doing that, I would actually start you out on a farm uh, as white mage. And then that way we could shift Haydn over to samurai, which would be awesome alongside Norcris's warrior. And then uh, I would go to Corsair. I feel like and I'd be at red alert constantly every run. I, I feel bad for yeah, anyone who's well, a I fucking mean, mage. Yeah, you, you'd you have to really get used to it, dude. That, that's for sure. But like that, that's actually a good place I'm to kinda, start. I'm kind of used to it already because lately, right. ever since you went Paladin, I've stopped caring and I just go... I don't put... I don't. White Wind's not even on anymore. I don't care. But <laughs> before you went Paladin every run, after we like settled around, like we were doing tankless runs, which worked out for a bit, but after the first couple runs of me yeah. being engaged and encouraging... When I stopped like being that way of of being all up and everything and just like okay we're gonna farm, and then everything falls apart because those it, people it, weren't ready to take a hit. It's a basically. house of cards when you have a no tank yeah. and an Odyssey farm. It, it's the most optimal setup possible, but it's so glass cannon that if not everyone is like watching everyone's back and paying attention, that everything falls apart. So if not everyone's ready to shift as like a collective unit here, uh, your your run's gonna be bad at some point so yeah, something will happen i was on white mage for those runs too and it, it reminds me of my favorite meme where it's like the sad crying bard like watching the <laughs> the lady playing the flute like crying watching the party die and uh on white mage just watching people get one shot going man i'm not on tank right now yeah it was just an awful feeling watching so it. i was very engaged at that point as i was trying to get to I guess it was the point. Uh, very engaged at that point, just like watching people focusing on caring more and DDing while also still trying to keep people topped off and stuff like that. But ever since then, I've just been full. Don't put white wind on. Just fucking. I I I've been dying because I'm like just like eh, you know. I just been running in, but I, I'll try not to die from now on because <laughs> there's been some times where it's been nonsense where I shouldn't have died. Like uh, we were pulling the trees on floor two and there were three you didn't get and I just kind of like ran that way thinking you were gonna go run up to that point and. Like you had all the trees except those three. Oh. You were gonna come back and get them in AOE, so I'm fine. And then I died because I had three trees hitting me, and I, yeah, yeah. So for the people listening, we actually are we're all on voice during this, and usually we'll talk about stuff. I, I think I may have cut out or something, or you may have missed it. Well, you have trouble because you can't whenever, press your button while playing. I can't always know because Most I, of the time I use my control key for push to talk, and control is also macro palettes, so yes, you can't push it. Switch to shift so I, on the. Uh, I should. Yeah, for for this, I use control. Uh, for push to talk for this podcast but uh for playing i switch to shift because it doesn't fuck me up so one of the things i do as a tank that kind of like helps speed things up is i'll pull more than one family but i won't make everyone wait for me to pull all of the families uh like so for the trees for example i intentionally left those three trees so they could start fighting something while i pulled the remaining trees and the family behind it and then br i'll circle back and bring them and just plant all these mobs on top of them, and then I'll build hate on all the mobs. But what happened is Norcris voked yeah. one of the trees that was on you, and I ran to the other three, and I had three trees, and there was yes. no one to heal me, and I got pummeled for like 300 damage a hit, and I didn't have occultation on, and I wasn't, just in, I wasn't in DT gear, and I kind of just got raped. Because my, <laughs> yeah, my immediate dude. reaction is to cast occultation, and it's too late at that point with three trees hitting you. Yeah, and I was like, the fuck happened? Yeah, and then the other time was I got hit by a skeleton on floor one with hell slash or whatever while casting occultation in my casting set and it killed me one shot on floor one from a fucking skeleton with hell slash like 2000 damage it yeah, 2000 damage yeah. the old crit 
so good uh, like really low percentage stuff but i mean shit happens on runs like we're pretty well coordinated honestly and yeah stuff can still happen so don't let don't get discouraged if your runs sound similar you probably just need to streamline we had some really good runs otherwise even with that oh, death yeah. we still got a record setting run i think yeah it was like 1500 plus extra segments or something yeah not bad Whatever that translates to. I think it was a little over fifteen hundred, but yeah. Yeah, we're not we're not like a ten k run group or anything, but I mean those runs are honestly just from not bringing a tank. Yeah, but the consistency of being able to make sure that everything's fine, I think, is is where we want to live, or at least as the person who coordinates the groups and stuff. Like I'm building it with tanks because I I'm anal about consistency. So okay, so uh, Lasote here has the question uh, and the help thing off of that. Um, talk about the Lewis here. They go, so like I've mentioned, I'm playing Pup, White Mage, and Warrior. Worrying about hand-to-hand clubs, sword, great axe, great sword, and polearm weapon skills, I think. Any advice on merit allocations? I don't uh, think I barely ever use Siege and Spiral on Pup. I don't even have, uh, I don't even have it merited. Um, I only attach it to my Aeonic weapon. Uh, don't think I've used Realm Razor on White Mage, lol. So possibly Upheaval Resolution Star Diver? Two of those at five out of five, one at four to five, and one of the five on Shinjin? Question mark. So if I had to break that back down, they want to know they're playing Pup Warrior. Oh, they only have fifteen points. Yes, yes, they did. I was like, that seems like a low amount, but then I realized I have the yeah, you have the login thing. Yeah, I think I'm actually at the point I just haven't unlocked it. Oh man, it's so good. Oh yeah, I bet, but I haven't needed it because I only play a couple chops. Yeah, I think I have like the full twenty five points actually. You get like a five. Yep point increase and then another five point increase it's really nice when you unlock it but yeah i guess this, this guy's working with uh 15 points has to figure out what he needs um clearly doesn't have aonics so like pup white mage and war i, I guess up uh, a uh, star divers mandatory yeah star divers sure. five out of five um i wouldn't say resolution is i would say upheaval and star diver are fine um resolution i would just use i would just work towards getting a kaja sword and use savage blade instead yeah, because it if covers fragmentation and yeah. Because if you're gonna use um, upheaval, honestly, you'd want Chango at that point, correct? Because you're skill training yes. with it, so it would make more sense to use Chango. Therefore, you don't actually have to merit it. That's also true. Yeah, especially with them not being a uh, like a rune fencer or a dark knight or something that could potentially use upheaval for some reason. I'd put five on uh, five in Rezo because warrior, dark knight, rune fencer, stuff like that uses Rezo. But that's he mentioned only just warrior. I, it just, I guess if you're using, if you need a two-handed weapon for whatever reason that does fragmentation, I guess that's fine. But I don't, I just don't see the value in it over using Nagling right now. And like, I don't really, want to just homogenize that. But Is Nagling really eclipsing everything in this game to the point where you can't even throw a greatsword on Warrior and use Resolution anymore? For a newer Warrior that doesn't have like all the top-end gear, which is what it looks like is going on here, the bonuses from nagling during weapon skills are probably going to outshine whatever they're doing with resolution, which is already attack starved. Because we're in my wheelhouse here. I don't focus on these jobs, therefore I don't research them or understand them as well. Uh, I understand cool. the basics, of course, warrior pup and white mage, especially because I like enjoying being a better pup over time, which has been quite the trip. But, I mean, is nagling so eclipsing that at this point no one cares about resolution on warrior? Because until recently, until Odyssey... Everyone was doing resolution, all these other things they were always doing, and now it's yeah. just only use nailing like, for anything. It's a good weapon, but is it really going to replace? It's more con- it's more consistent than a multi hit weapon well, skill yeah. with an attack penalty. Yeah, yeah. That's just- 
but that's on, all there is to but it. But on Bumba, couldn't you hit higher um, overall averaging? Because you're going to have perfect. You know, generally people have really good attack buffs for Bumba. Yeah. So I mean, but wouldn't resolution with warriors, it's fragmentation too. It wouldn't conflict with Savage. Would it not exceed on Warrior use? Cause especially because if you don't have Dancer to cap that attack delay. I mean, especially with that. But even without that. Uh, capping if you're at the point if you're at the point where you care about this sort of thing you have to look at what's enough right so to get your you're basically you basically have more opportunities for rezo to have variance over the standardized damage that a single hit on the on the first hit is going to do so your nagling is going to be more consistent for damage whereas you can only reach like a max of i think like 84 percent or something um, accuracy rate on rezo and all its extra hits so you're you're taking a, a single hit weapon that is very TP focused, which is already something Warrior wants to do, and Resolution is too, but you're taking a very TP focused weapon and you are applying all of these buffs on yourself already, and you know, you're reaching whatever accuracy cap you need, and that weapon is going to consistently pump out a higher number than rolling the dice with resolution. Like resolution may have the ability to spike higher. And it might be the difference between doing like a 70k Savage Blade versus like potentially an 80 or cap damage resolution. But for every resolution you throw out that does like 50k, like the niggling seems better in that situation. So that's just the kind of the way that I analyze these, these sorts of things. Like uh, that, that's why when I always say, hey, you know, if we're already doing the fragmentation weapon skill, like I actually care about the fragmentation part more so than what the weapon skill is doing because the weapon skills can top out in crazy ways anyway like yeah that resolution is going to do spike damage but what's going to do the most consistent spike damage like what accuracy caps do you have to worry about when you're using them i don't know i just figured between i mean if you really have to start throwing sauce on here i think mighty strikes resolution here is going to be better too but yeah i mean you will do lots of damage if you don't miss i mean i just feel against bumble or something lately just that with yeah if you don't miss i mean yeah obviously but it still overall, I think, should be able to push faster. I mean, shouldn't it? I mean, you could always switch on over a warrior afterwards, I guess. But I wouldn't say faster um, because a warrior doesn't have any innate um, job ability haste. At yeah. least not until we bring I, out the dancer I thing. I was thinking that too. Because yeah, I was I was talking about not having it for nagling, and as I'm saying that, I'm thinking about mighty strikes. I'm like, yeah. As I'm, as I'm saying it in my Basically mind, I'm like, he still has no haste. Um, it'll be different, like if we can bring a dancer, in which case we can probably open up a different discussion. For I just that. have but a hard time believing that Nakeling suddenly replaces everything in this game. It doesn't replace everything. Like there are higher. That's damage the attitude, options. though. Lately, though, when you have to look at something, uh, well, that's part of that is laziness, though. But the oh, reason yeah. Nakeling, you want to replace things on like Bumbo with Nakeling, is because you're already trying not to do skill chains. Like if you look at the Zola video, um, that dancer is very specifically using Rudra's Storm. And they're doing it at very particular times when they will not skill chain. Like that requires actual work to pull off. And Couldn't most just people just want to and, and probably do more overall from just spamming. And that right there is the mentality that causes everyone to do niggling things. And that's that's what everyone always reaches for. It's like, hey, if I can just do this with niggling, why bother? Well, it, well, if you're holding all that TP for so long, can only weapon skill in a very narrow window and you could potentially fuck everything up, wouldn't you be better off just spamming shark bite and not screwing anything up and not holding TP and just going? You're not, though. You don't have to hold it for that long. You just have to be mindful of when everyone else throws okay. down their fragmentation. So if it's not that long, then yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So, I, I mean problems like shit can happen 
but it, it just because it requires a greater degree of skill to try to mix it up like that most people won't gravitate towards that path like the people like zala who want to optimize their runs and do ridiculous shit and put out cool videos and show us that it can be done are going to be the people who are going to be trying that sort but of thing but it's not that hard when i see him do it i don't think it's that hard and that's the part that kills me it's not that hard it's just people paying attention and actually wanting to do it artificial difficulty but I'm comparing Rudra Storm to Nagling, you know, I'm saying that there are other options to do that. But in the same token, like when I'm comparing what Nagling can do for a warrior and what resolution can do for a warrior. Yeah, one of them is going to have a higher potential upside, and that is resolution. But the weapon skill itself is at a disadvantage compared to uh, something like Savage Blade and, and even Mistral Axe. Like if we throw away fragmentation, um, even Mistral Axe compared to resolution is... Um, pretty sketchy at times because one of them is a single hit high FTP weapon skill. And one of them is a multi hit where for each hit that you miss, you're substantially lowering your damage because of how FTP transfer works and how you have to abuse it that way. So there, there's like a, a lot of factors in there. And like, if you can, if you can use a one hit weapon skill, it's generally going to be better than a multi hit weapon skill over time because you don't have to worry about that that automatic accuracy accuracy cap that you have to deal with when you have that many hits. So is the moral of the story here that uh, since resolution is too inconsistent, then niggling is overall going to be a you know uh, not the cheetah here running the short race, but the uh, red stallion here just kind of running the long the long game here and winning. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna win through consistency and just being reliable. So there's nothing better just to use in general because it just there has to be as a war when you're approaching a fight like Bumba, yeah, you have no not. haste. Yeah, I mean, um, the, the only other thing is um, a weapon skill like impulse drive. Um, if you're if you can switch it up so that everyone's using gravitation um, and I'd like to use well, impulse drive instead. Yeah, let's I, say, I let's say it, we it would have do a, a warrior and a samurai. Than, it would do a lot more than nagling on Dragoon to be using it impulse would drive. It would. It's uh, dramatically so it's, more. It's basically the exact same thing as Nagling because almost all the damage comes from that first hit, but every other hit afterwards is just like extra sauce you throw on. Like the thing doesn't have FTP transfer, but it does gain damage per hit. Like that's not something that's negligible and it can crit on every one of those hits too. So with a high FTP weapon, like it's basically like Nagling plus at that rate and you already have three heavy hitting jobs that are using it. Like you can bring a Samurai, a Dragoon and a Warrior into the fight all using Shining One and being buffed to the teeth and people just doing crazy impulse drives with that setup. Like, it, impulse drive is, would be 100% better than the Negling, but it's more difficult to build for from the sense that less people will have it. Like, basically, if you go in with those three weapons, you have to have the Bard sit out now because they're going to... How are they going to spam, you know, their Savage Blades with that going on? you would have to have someone timing it just like in Zala's videos where the dancer is timing their Rudra storms. And that's just something that that's just things that, that people aren't going to try to risk ever. Like that's, that's where the skill comes in. Like you can still have them savage blading, but you have to have them savage blading during the proper windows. I mean, if Felgar wasn't savage blading, would it really be a loss because three people, a samurai a warrior and a dragoon doing impulse drive with the Ambu weapon, it would probably easily exceed I mean, just two of them would probably match or exceed uh, a bar if, throwing if it out was, Savage Blade on three. If it was one person, I would say no. But uh, because we have a, a Corsair who throws down pretty hot Savage Blades. Yeah, yeah but, the core. But, I mean, honestly, we, you will He you don't would probably use the core need here the Samurai, because, though. You don't yeah, wanna, I know. We're, we're trying to shift it over to the new 
the new yeah, you, style. Yeah, you, you don't need the core in this case. Honestly, I, I really like that. Um, I would actually drop the dark that their group uses, and I would just put the samurai in its place. Correct. And let Hayden do shining one things. Do we have in our group the ability to do that? Uh, technically yes, but technically no, because mm. we don't we don't have the white mage flexibility to have Migo dancer in that setup. And I can't go white mage there because I have to go dragoon. Correct, and that's the problem that we run into, and that's basically what I wrote that huge like thesis thing in. What is it? Uh, I, I think that was in episode feedback, maybe, or maybe podcast it's uh, in, discussion. Um, podcast discussion. Episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote this big long post on exactly that concept that you know people can have all these jobs, but it gets locked based on the the, the least common denominator, basically, when it's six man content. So you run into a huge problem that way. Yeah, like a, a, a like you know. A third or a half of us can be white mages, but does it matter when we need niche jobs that only the white mages overlap on? Like, it makes it so we can't take that job. So when did Resolution, you know, go from being so OP to so garbage? It was just Nagelin coming out, or I mean... I think garbage is too harsh. It's, it's always just... been inconsistent, though, and it just seems like how it's so inconsistent means it's just not as good. I believe not as good is a, is a good word, but I think Resolution can still get you there. It just seems like it was the hot ticket, and now uh, you know it's suddenly no one cares. It's about uh, if if you, if you look at what you need to get it going, resolution has a higher point of entry than enabling would. Well, of course it does, but just you know, for groups doing Bumba, I would assume they're well, at that point. Well, that's the problem is that we're on Azura and they are not. Well, just if we say they should be at that point, and the discussion shifts to they're on Bumba, they should be at that point. Then it shifts, correct? Yes, I, if if we assume that everyone is doing it right, uh, whoever everyone is listening has like the right gear and stuff, then yeah, they could be at the point where if they use resolution, there could be no difference than if they were using nagling. So, but at the end of the day, you still run into the issue of the accuracy thing, which is always going to be resolution's heel. So as long as let's say you have attack cap going on because we thought we're over buff for Bumba, yeah. Let's say you had like a rune fencer using Lionheart who was being mindful enough not to skill chain with that exceed nagling that's a great question that i'd like to i'd like to see it in action to me it's um, like a pretty good option it seems fine like uh being able to temper yourself is actually pretty important for that damage output that's for sure I mean, but at what point would that be i mean i guess it would be better than dimidiation well mm, well see rune's big problem has always been their gear and needing attack so if you cover the attack yes. part they still put out very good resolutions, so. Yeah. I mean, still think Mighty Shrike Warrior would be far better, but. I think all of these options will get you there. But the, the problem is, is no one ever goes for the slightly subpar option, especially when the the option that, that's better in this case is easier to do. Well, I'm just saying, say we have a dancer providing haste samba, so we take out the equation of needing yeah. the extra delay and now nagling uh, with a shield and, uh, you know montante augmented or something whatever a warrior's <laughs> using whatever they like is uh in the mix here uh mighty strikes included the course because it's bumba why wouldn't you use it unless you need it for another one of the three fights you're doing i don't know might as well yeah uh yeah so it depends what that person's job is of course but i just feel like that should exceed nagling but i don't have the information because i don't know because i'm just pushing you here at this point yeah, it, just, I, it bothers me. The, the only answer that I can give you is that it, one will one will vary more, and one on its lowest end, where like only one hit lands, or 
or worst case scenario, like only the last hit on it lands for resolution or, or something like that, or like, a, you know, the first hit misses, um, you're going to end up with resolutions that are like 20k, 30k, you know? Yeah, seen that. And it, it's it's not a missed weapon skill at that point, you know? If if that one hit on Negling misses, it's worse than that 20k resolution. And that's usually the argument for multi-hit weapon skills. The problem is that if you're sitting at, a, at like 95% or even 99% accuracy, right? That 99% accuracy is always going to apply to the meat of the damage a Negling is going to do. But that accuracy does not apply to resolution because of the diminishing returns on the amount of hits that you need to land within that weapon skill. That's the only argument I have towards why it's not as good is because it's a multi-hit weapon skill. So we're just stuck in theoreticals, I guess. Yeah, because basically you, you, I can't tell you that every hit will land. I like to and, try it out because it would work with our existing setup. Like, Yeah, if, it would. Because he's already using, he's on Warrior already. So if he's using that instead, it'd be interesting to see if he has... It would also be a way to test if we have enough buffs. I think it will still get us there. Well, I'm not worried about getting there. I'm just curious what outperforms. Yeah, I. that's a good question. I know I'm underperforming on Dragoon right now because I'm using a fucking Nagling and my jumps are worthless. Um, they're not worthless. They're just disappointing to jump for a couple hundred TP with a normal jump. You also want to keep in mind that we're like resetting... Um... Or, like, we have a lot of TP bonus if going it, on. Yeah, if, if it wasn't for Warcry being reset, I would feel very bad on Dragoon, because Warcry giving me that TP threshold is absolutely, essentially crucial, because I'm already underperforming on Dragoon with using Nagling, I feel, so as opposed to Impulse Drive by far. So having that TP bonus and not needing to swing more, because it feels so bad, even at capped haste to single-wield swing, uh, to get that TP, because if you have to get to 1750 because Dragoon doesn't have the TP bonus gear, uh, just getting instead with that extra Warcry bonus and not having to do all these extra attack rounds, it just it makes a dramatic difference. So yeah, we had the TP bonus, but I know it's still yeah, it's basically, painful. Uh, so to put it this way, and this is just like a discussion point, I'm not getting into like napkin math or anything like that. Like that's not my intention. But like with it being a five-fold attack, um, you're looking at 2.25 if you're doing it at 3k. So like this is an ideal situation where you're you're doing a resolution, all five hits are landing, and you're at 3k. Um, you get 2.25. It'll be 2.45 if you're using both the photo pieces equipment, and you probably should. Yes. So if you do that, then you have a higher FTP at that point than Negling does. But you also have to be severely over attack cap. The problem is that over time, Negling is going to do more at 2k TP, which is much more reasonable to, to reach than doing this at 3k. And if you happen to be doing all Savage Blades at 3k, you're probably just winning at 3k at that point. Like, the stat mods between the two, like, Savage Blade only gets 50, 50 mine, 50 strength. This uh, resolution gets 85 strength. Like, it gets a lot more benefit there. Um, it's going... It has the highest potential upside at 3k compared to 2k but savage blade is probably still going to do more at 3k if you do it at 3k even though that's suboptimal well you like, shouldn't you, be doing it at 3k so that yeah you should be doing it at 2k yeah. and you also won't be doing resolution at 3k either yeah correct at that's... which point it drops down to 1.7 and it actually just straight up underperforms so the fact that the ftp is so muted on an attack penalty weapon yeah. skill makes resolution the new drake's bane essentially 
basically yeah you 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 wind up in a and, and i mean i'm not accounting for it being an r15 lionheart either like that gets even deeper and it probably gets much closer to doing like 2k versus 2k being a lot more similar but it, this is just you know just kind of spitballing like these are the rough numbers and this is what this looks like in comparison and like 1.7 times 5 is you know only like 9.5 or so and uh that's probably wrong but it, it's basically it's less than the the uh the 2k at, at resolution which is 10.25 and you just kind of run into those problems so it's already at a deficit and that's assuming that you're hitting all of those hits so i wanted to use more realistic numbers than hey you got to hit this accuracy cap to kind of paint the picture as to why one is preferred over the other that answers my like, question a lot more though so that's okay I, I i just like for people no problem like for people listening though like i probably just killed like 20 percent of them but <laughs> I mean, you don't have to fully understand that to understand you're, you're giving out the... One empty. number's bigger than another, yeah. Yeah, and well, let's see, also, see, when you say that it has 85% strength mod, of course, you know, you're going to go, okay, so what's strength mod on this versus the FTP, of course, so it's hard to also yeah. convey, but we're not going to go... This has been the deepest rabbit hole the entire episode so far, so Pup White Mage Warrior, <laughs> what should they merit? Because they're not going to need Realm Razor, they're just not going to need it, that's just... You, probably not no i i have it on blue um, so i can skill chain that's it yeah but i mean if they were blue i would argue that too or a red mage i would argue, I would argue and that's that. one out of five you know yeah, yeah they're not going to be meleeing on white mage because it's honestly a waste of time as someone who has melee white mage you're not using Rome razor on war because you have better things to do with your life um i would say this person would probably be would probably do pretty well to go after um the ambuscade great axe because that's a fine place to start so five of five upheaval for now is probably okay if they want to spam a good fusion weapon skill. Um, alternately, they could go for the Dolishenis, um, in which case they don't need to merit anything. Hey, you're great. You're good to go. Um, Stardiver five of five, I would say, is something they should do. So that's one of them automatically. And then upheaval is another. And then at this point, they don't have a reason not to five out of five Shijin if they have to five out of five something. But I would actually just leave that open as a wild card and only do 10. As you were now. saying that, I, I was typing one of the five Shijin save the rest for something else in the future. Yeah. Yeah. In case you need to put a point in here, a point in there, and you don't want to reset them. Like, it, it doesn't, it honestly doesn't matter. Like, merits are easy to come by. You have no reason not to have things merited. So just like put one in all of them and find out which one you think is the coolest looking. You know, use it when you're having fun. That's still a thing you can do in this game. Okay, so um, I gave him that. Yeah, and I said unless you want to lower it later, because obviously you just put it in lower it later. What's the harm? Um, actually, as a warrior, I would put at least one point in requisite scat. Also, okay. So explain when you want that. What for the couple cats uh, tier one yeah. and and Ruan? Absolutely, yeah. Just in case you run into Caterai shield problems, um, there's other mobs where you want to use uh, like slimes and stuff. Like if you're when you're remember this guy is like a newer entry level dude so you know just based on this question but if he, that person is trying to kill like a slime or something for like whatever tomahawk reason, it's an item level slime and they don't have tomahawks why do they don't have tomahawks who knows why they don't have tomahawks i don't have the mind of a person just starting how to play speaking of which fox throwing a tomahawk is a great time you should do it sometime yeah yeah i saw your thing on that it was actually very fun. I didn't think it'd be so fun to throw a piece of, you know, wood and metal. I've, but I've actually been more interested in archery. Like that's probably really fun too. I wonder if there's anything to do around here. There has to be something. It's it's sure there's everything. So 
I just I just always think it looks really cool when you're when you see like traditional archers, not all this like weird ultra com compound bow like I'm wearing. Oh like, yeah, with, with the, the yeah, the just carbon, like traditional the carbon archery. fiber with a little like yeah, uh, wheels, too much. the it's wheels too much. at the top of the bow. Yeah, I'm sure there's a point when you, when you when you start bow hunting big game, and that's I was gonna cool say yeah, if, if you're hunting like a, a, a yeah a, a stag or a. Um, uh, caribou. I was thinking caribou. I couldn't think of the word. If you're hunting a caribou with your compound bow made of light carbon fiber, makes no noise and stuff like that. But yeah, it's artful and classy to see the people who do like their traditional style archery and and just like the, the form that goes into it and stuff. I, I I just really like the aesthetic of that. And I think if I picked anything up, it would probably be that. Like I already do, you know, marksmanship and stuff like that. But I, I as far as archery is concerned, like I would like as far as like a real life you know martial art hobby um i would probably do uh i would probably do archery it's just interesting i've actually been on a real big kick lately where i watch people like forge traditional weapons and stuff as well as like like weapons from like video games yeah i've been watching a lot of the smithing people and that's actually a hobby i would really like to get into as well. so are you gonna make a uh, a suchian for your smithing now <laughs> right no, I just think they're really cool videos uh, that I had never really dabbled in before, and I just think the process is really neat, like from start to finish. Like, what you should do, is you should, you should uh, get your bow out and you should hold it like an elven, like uh, the full, <laughs> the full sideways, sideways, the five sideways Glock Gat style, and just you know shoot that immediately arrow. get kicked out of the range. Yeah, straight bullseye. Be like instructor. I don't know. My elven shoots at this all the time. Why are you kicking me out? I, I don't get it. I learned everything I know from video games. Clearly. But yeah, um, yeah, it just always seems sweet. I don't know. Uh, Lasote says thank you for the information on their merits. Now, yeah, I see that. But see, see, this is an example too of when I said it's not bad to ask questions in the proper context. And they go, so like I've mentioned, I'm playing Puff White Mage Warrior. And I'm thinking about this, this, and that. See, this is the dialogue you open. It's a up good here. question. Yes, it's it's a question where it shows that you've at least put good faith into it if you're asking a question in, in bad faith you, you know that's the problem is everything is done in that manner yeah not hey i i need a merit weapon skill and i have 15 points to use tell me what to do like that is that is not what's being asked here they have a specific <laughs> goal of certain weapons they use on specific jobs they want to narrow down the options they even mentioned one that they hardly ever use but they had considered and they even have a potential situation where, hey, I've used these weapon skills before. You know, this is this is a setup I was considering. Talk to me about it. And that's way different than just asking someone to tell you. So, yeah, that's, like, that's, that's the difference between the questions. Yeah, good stuff. So at this point, I think we've covered. Let's see. Uh, notes. I think we've covered. Yeah, how the Perfidian. We got all that. Oh, yeah, your white mages. Yep. Um, <laughs> Damn it! White Fucking white mage sub red mage. Sub three of them in one in one alliance. It's like you know how do you how many unicorns can you cram in a party in one place? Yeah, dude, and they're just like farting out fucking sprinkles and shit. Fucking glitter. Took Charlie it's crazy. You know, I don't know if anyone even remembers Charlie the unicorn because who would remember Charlie the unicorn? But <laughs> <laughs> what took my kidney? Oh man, uh, I, I'm aging, yeah. Fox. You know, it's happening. It is happening, dude. Right, right in front of your eyes. Yep. Don't mind it. Oh, oh. so speaking of last time I was thinking today, uh, and I, I had to ask you, but I'm glad I remembered now, of course. We were talking about Durf the Galka last time and how we were talking about, uh, you know, good old Durfe 
and his broders and uh, his buddies. And just, you know, if you happen to die tomorrow, how would you want to be remembered in this game or the podcast? Or I, I mean, it'd be hard to do a podcast without you, of course, um, or impossible, frankly. But um, just, you know, if, if you were Durf and happened to go, not that you would have that persona, of course, you're not literally Durf, but how would you want to go? Like, be remembered? I, what, I what's would your want to be remembered as the guy who always failed to get his point across. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what every day feels like. Uh, but you keep trying, so there has but to I be... I do keep trying, so I mean, I guess that there. answers your question. Like, I, I keep trying, but at the same time, just always fail to get my point across to people. There's something there, though, you know? Yeah. The one thing in life that I've always been very good at is simultaneously succeeding and failing. It's like the craziest shit. So probably that, man. That's good. That, that works. Uh, what about you? What about you? Uh, I knew this question was going to come back to me. Uh, I wouldn't want to be remembered. <laughs> Fair enough. I wouldn't want to be. It's, it's you know, I, I wouldn't want to be this, uh, you know, oh, the guy who wrote the guide died, you know? <laughs> so, well, that's, I mean, probably what would happen. Um, he passed away, which I hate that euphemism. It's, you didn't fucking pass. You, you stopped living. You're dead. Um, you know, uh, there's no way... Anyone who's just randomly seeing, you know, like I couldn't encompass Durf. I was thinking this morning, I was making breakfast. I, I whipped together some, oh, I made some amazing, I've made waffles a lot, Fox. And oh, yeah. I keep changing up every time. Today, I, I dialed that shit in. Oh, man. Oh, these waffles <laughs> were great. They were they were good. And, and carrot Achieved was like, waffle pinnacle. Oh, man. Like my waffle, we'll put this this way. My waffle usually at like a seven, seven and a half. These waffles were like a nine. Oh man, uh, I haven't found a ten yet, but I'm, I'm, I'm. It felt good. Waffle apotheosis. Oh man, it felt good. I, I was using pure buttermilk today this time. I, I just keep changing it up. Um, I, I, I reduced the the spices down to just uh, clove and cinnamon instead of mixing in different stuff. I was keeping it <laughs> more simple today, and it, it got it. But no, you can't. Like I was thinking this morning at breakfast, as I was saying, you can't convey Durf's, uh, Durf's nonsensical stuff to anyone listening into like a uh you know here's this guy you you can't put in a fortune cookie uh paper here so like i couldn't be put into that you know if you don't know me at that point it doesn't matter kind of thing in my mind you know there's no yeah. way of we don't have a relationship there's no way of encompassing i can't convey my feelings and thoughts to you via the grave here so i wouldn't want to be remembered if you don't know me i don't want to be remembered by you so it, it's it's fair. Like I honestly, I would never want a bunch of people talking about me like they knowed me. Like they know me because if they knew me, they would knew that I am not someone who would have probably talked to them. Yeah, because like you're to totally honest. I, I get down and like you know, I'm I'm trying to cook dinner. I throw shit in the oven. I jump in the shower real quick to be ready for the podcast. I'm I'm le I'm leaning against the wall, humming uh you know the real folk blues because it was on in the car. So good. And just I'm picking out wines that were made at just it's a Erste Lager, so that's literally first class site. Like these are premier crew wines I've gathered and just collected for special occasions. I'm I'm like I'm smelling them. I'm thinking about the weather that en encompassed this uh, hillside here, and you know as I said, I want to wax poetic earlier, and just the people picking them and and the winemaker tasting and just all these things. I just sit in there and just try to like think about and just you know relax and take in while I'm uh, enjoying these things. Like I can't convey that in like a you know. 
a moment to anyone. So I, I wouldn't want to be remembered because everything that I've like thought and felt would not be conveyed ever. So it's like you never existed. Yeah, at least not accurately. That's for sure. But I was wondering, so that, that you know, states my curiosity. That's fair. And at this point, I think unless there's another game topic to cover, like merits or anything else, I think this topicless episode here has run out of gas here, so. Yeah, I've covered basically everything I wanted to talk about. Like, I had some minutia about the Zala strategy, but honestly, it's just not even needed. Oh, just, oh, just watch the strat. We didn't, and... well, no, we didn't cover the fact that, you know, we were talking pre episode how you said the using detonator. I knew Apex Arrow was great, and, you know, not just because of true shot range here, but because of the way it works with attack bonus um, slash FTP, uh, and they're using Shiva. And the Ionic, I assume the Ionic Bow, because it makes the most sense. It's the Ionic Bow. Yeah, it had to be the Ionic Bow. Um, uh, and the Corsair, though, that what confused me is I knew Detonator, we talked about it in the past, how Detonator has an attack bonus, a couple episodes ago even, how it has an attack bonus, but it doesn't matter because the same properties as, um, as uh, Last Stand, but Last Stand is much better FTP plus the gun, um, Formalot yep. has the, the TP bonus. But this is actually one of those rare cases you were saying... And I assume the case was, but the fact that Corsair, I, I hadn't played Corsair against Arabati here. The core was doing like 11 to 16, 11 to 15k damage. I'm like, uh, mm-hmm. is a Corsair normally hitting that low? And you said they generally are, or at least based on this setup, yeah. they would be. So the using detonator for the times two attack bonus would be a case because Corsair's attack starve you actually needed a lot. But I'm doing the thing for you i guess so you can you can you can take <laughs> no, over i mean that's all that's all exactly correct i mean the the main thing that we're looking at here is this is a video where they go from bumba to Arabati to like god god which is whatever i mean enough jobs auto attacking can take care of tier one so we'll just kind of discard that it's a but tier one like, or tier two for god that's tier one god, god is yeah, tier yeah, one it's a tier one because that's, that's right yeah so like usually people throw everything they got at bumba to kill it as fast as possible yay but you do want to save some of your juice because, you know, clearly you want to use a Corsair if you're taking on Arabati afterwards. So basically, like, without, like, all the extra buffs, like, in this case, it looks like it's a bard. Um, there's no dancer adjustment, anything like that. Like, you want as much attack as possible to make sure that you're capped and you're getting the most out of what's going on. And the these particular weapon skills, Detonator and Empyrean Arrow, um, they have a two times attack modifier. So your attack is basically treated as though it's twice as large as it, as it is, you know, on other weapon skills. And you stack that with the fact that it already has a really nice FTP scaling. Like they, they scale it uh, five times for FTP mod, which is a direct multiplier to your damage, basically. Um, the attack mod combined with high FTP scaling means that if you're using FOMO hot and the fail not, um, you're actually spamming some pretty consistent damage, especially when you're getting like true uh, your uh, hover shot bonuses on the ranger and stuff. So you can actually get by with using less attack, and uh, you're you're using less attack and getting like the same kind of effect as though you were attack capped and using last stand in an ideal party. So it helps you like stretch your resources more against a fight where you have to use a particular kind of damage after a fight where you've already used like all of your heaviest hitting stuff and all your your primo attack buffs and things like that. So um, using weapon skills that take this into consideration are very, it's also disappointing to me that there's no ambuscade gun. Cause that'd be, that'd be be detonator. I don't know why there's no ambuscade gun. Honestly, that's, that seems like a real miss on SE's part here. Yeah. And I mean, if you use Uller, um, it's a short bow, so it has lower base damage. And it's it's, it's true shot is not great. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, because the Aeonic bow has a TP bonus, store TP is a long bow and also basically has the same delay, almost the same delay as a gun. Um, you get similar results in like your TP builds and stuff, and you can actually get like basically two. It's shot. a shame too because I don't yeah. think they even bother to proc everybody, which is actually because Kara said I don't know how you take you damage. Can. Well, I know they still can, but they're not bothering if like if procs it procs. But Gandiva is what I'm trying to get to here because Carrot was yelling oh. at me. She goes, I don't know how you take damage. Our Rune Fencer takes no damage, and I'm thinking to myself, does your Rune Fencer never have a cast? Because if you cast, you take damage, and you have to cast to keep well, hate. So. In their setup, you can actually cast a lot less because they use a summoner, which is yeah. which is pretty brilliant. Yeah, I was I was super excited as soon as I saw the summoner. I go, okay, they're getting Warcry, they're getting TP bonus, and they're getting fucking yep. Ruby, man. I, I mean, pacifying Ruby. This is the literal textbook perfect example of when you'd want to use this in a setup. This is the perfect setup for that. There, I, I can't think of a better example of using pacifying Ruby than this right here. Other than our setup our for Henwin. Henwin. Other than I was gonna say our setup for Henwin, it'd be the other example. Yeah. But still this seems so much cleaner and nicer. It's like textbook. Ours is just another yeah. good example of using if Do we have to describe Henwin here, I mean you can or I can, but Well, just kind of explain how it went. So like we used to do Bumba or we do Bumba, then Gogmagog, then Henwin. Because Henwin has a good sash. Yeah, it has a good sash. There's we want to get feebling skill and magic oh, accuracy yeah. sash. So we were using a combination of Summoner and Scholar on Gogmagog, and then we were using Dancer and Red Mage on Henwin. And what we did was we actually switched those two around because they were the same people doing both those jobs. And we ended up using the uh, the Dancer and the Red Mage on Gogmagog, and we ended up using um, the Scholar and the Summoner on Henwin. And the, the Henwin, uh, both the fights went smoother, but Henwin was the most notable because enmity became a huge problem with the monk that we use in that fight. Because as the and, fight goes on, uh, you yeah. eventually end up capping CE because the fight goes on for so long. It's got exactly. a lot. Of, it's got a lot of HP. Yeah. So I basically spent my time um, either dispelling it or uh, either dispelling the pig. And Atomos is really great because when you steal Zealous Snort, you get really cool buffs. Um, so just Atomos, and then um, using uh, Pacifying Ruby on. Do you get the primarily from Zealous Snort? Yes, you, you can grab all those debuffs. It's a shame the puppet can't get that, because we're using a puppet to yeah. hold the mob's attention. So yes. I'm going pup, and now that we brought Summoner, the monk is finally actually doing better damage than me. Before, they were not, so... Uh, yeah, it didn't even come close to pulling hate. It, it was yeah. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Before, before they were doing less damage than I was, and I was playing a dangerous game here of... Uh, <laughs> I would eventually end up pulling hate and dying, because as soon as you pull hate with him, uh, Ken Cone can swing it away, you're just dead from counter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this was also a sticking point we had on our era bodies, too, because we tried it with, like, different buff setups, and there were situations where our ranger was pulling too much hate. And with this, both the ranger and the corsair would be able to get just enmity dows, and it makes everyone's job a lot easier. So it's just the ideal situation to apply towards era bodies to have that summoner there. It's just a perfect fit for the party. But I gotta say, Henwin, though, I've never felt better being a pup than Henwin, because I'm full-on <laughs> meleeing, going to town. I was hoping... Yeah, I, I'm wearing, because I put on, uh, the, the puppet's not going to do much in this case. I mean, this is the best, until they fix puppet, not that it's broken, but until they buff the automaton here, it really needs at this point, because years ago, the automaton was much stronger than it is now. Yes, you can overdrive. Yes, it's a thing. But without overdrive, the automaton is kind of, it feels like it's been, it takes a while. It's been yeah, left it's behind by time. It, you know, its weapon skills aren't powerful. The additional effects aren't special. It's, you know. 
Well, that's why we say it's not a tank. So yeah. it's for this exact reason. It's just too sluggish. Yeah. yeah. So in this case, putting on uh, two armor plates lets me, as a master, put on. Uh, I just wear the Talib pants because they're a quick fix mm -hmm. with the mantle of uh, pet damage taken. And those two pieces with one earth, one light caps my pet DT with just that and my pet using a armor plate two and a four. And I can just go to town at that point as a puppet master with those two pieces of gear taken away from me and just go to town with King Konkin and just fucking wail away. And it just feels so good to be like... That's my, a minor sacrifice, yeah. It's a very minor sacrifice to be able to go to town and have zero worry of hate with pacifying Ruby. Oh, it's great. And the puppet's not in danger at all. Yeah, for sure. And it can't do anything else otherwise, so... Yeah, like you, if you can artificially manipulate like the hit around you, like it's it's extremely powerful. And I mean, since even the beginning of this show, like I've always gone on and on about jobs like Dragoon and you know the just the ability to reset hate, being able to snarl stuff off, like it's so powerful. And this is an example of why that's the case. You get to increase your upper damage limit. You get every you get to make sure everyone can run more efficiently when you can keep their hate under control, and it allows crazy things going on. Like we are we are simply getting a pure benefit out of you being a puppet master in that fight. Because you're, we're essentially seven bodies. We don't have to worry about a tank because we can control our enmity in other ways. So it, it's just, it's nothing but beneficial to have that set up. And um, the fact that Pacifying Ruby lets, I, I guess, now that he knows, because this happened too when you went on Paladin, I went for more damage dealing glass cannon sets because I was not getting hate until I weapon skilled. And I was able to build TP faster and weapons go. I think the same thing's happening here on Monk. He switched from a pure DT set where I was beating him narrowly in the parse by a percent or two on Pup wearing that gear uh, to him now on Monk easily by 6-7% beating me uh, because he's not worried about pulling hate and dying. Because if you die, you obviously lose the parse forever. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, so now that Pacifying Ruby is preventing him from having to play defensively and there's no AoE to worry about, just being able to go to town. These are the kind of things that when you balance them and your party setups or just your attempts, it makes all the difference because, as we say, good players don't die and wear the proper defensive sets. But even stronger players get to wear these special optimum DPS glass cannon sets everyone talks about in the forums. And this as long the, as you understand when to use them. Yes, this is the example of when you use those sets and why you make them and why you keep them. Because, you know, we talked before about how I don't even want to use this or that because I would just use, uh, you know, instead of using Adam Arbonne, I'll just use, you know, uh, Malignant's Chapeau because it's close enough or what, you know, yeah. instead of that. But this is an example of when you'd want to use that glass cannon stuff instead of just, you know. And. And when it comes to Monk, a lot of those builds get really glass cannony too. Like you, you oh, end up wearing like Biku Cy uh, Cyclists, uh, which is already like a low defensive piece of gear. You got your Adamar Bonnie. barely like, 119 at this point. Yeah, and this is a guy who's using uh, so a the and a Monk. Yeah, he's using the Imperium, so he's trying to push that white damage. So he's in sets that are pretty precarious a lot of the time when he really wants to max that damage out. And now he can without the threat of pulling hate, you know, off of a... Yeah, it's going to be super interesting of when they release this Imperium Plus too, because these these glass cannon sets we have now of using this Imperium gear, uh, just just not has no defense and nothing special going on here. It's going to be you know completely different here when they make it plus two three. Yeah, like I've actually since we completed the Ionic run, like I've been uh, just retooling over my Ranger because I actually hadn't visited in a while. 
And um, the Imperium plus one pants were actually a piece that I overlooked on Ranger, but they're just incredibly good when stacked up with all the rest of this true shot stuff. Because it gives you like, it gives you like 23 range attack, it gives you 10 store TP, it gives you like a 4 or 5% crit rate, and it gives you like true shot plus 4 all in one piece. Like it doesn't have ranged accuracy or anything, but I can't imagine that piece being plus 3. Like those, those pants would be absolutely stupid. So years ago, for those who don't have an exact mind frame here for however long you played or however long you've been back, who were listening, years and years ago, we're talking like six years ago they released the Empyrean 119 plus one. So over the course of like double the Adeline expansion here, <laughs> they've they've um released it might even been long no, it's about six years. That they've released newer gear that, you know, it may be one nineteen still, and these pieces have not been upgraded to two three like the other pieces of gear. And just looking at some of these pieces of gear, like Beastmaster we talked about Puppet Master is honestly another one where, or the head and just other pieces of gear on Puppet oh, Master. Bonus, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, just these pieces of gear that exist for these jobs. A uh, Thief, I think, is another one. I think the Thief head could be really good if it was upgraded a little bit. Dragoon, the body. The Behu uh, Cyclist on Monk. Oh, yeah. Body. Just a lot of pieces of gear are still actually kind of used or really good pieces are close to good pieces when you're actually a new player that when they actually upgrade these pieces, it's been six years and these pieces are like, actually kind of hanging on in the way that the pieces don't hang on anymore these are like the rajas rings of pieces here so i can't imagine when they upgrade these pieces it's going to make odyssey kind of feel pretty i don't know to say easy because as we know uh odyssey is only as easy as your group and setup and strategy makes yes. it because if you <laughs> just true. throw if you just throw like the strongest hulks at this stuff you're just going to lose which is a very nice thing but uh if you're if you're have a functional strategy and set up now and add these pieces of gear is going to be even dramatically more easy. We're going to see like, you know, era body become like a kitten instead of like a, uh, a tiger kind of thing going on here. And it's going to be, a, it's going to be a trip. I felt validated the moment I engaged Gogmagog and hit it with my claustrum and it dispelled his uh, infernal bulwark. <laughs> you in that claustrum. I, I felt, I felt fucking validated. You better hope well, there's a relic adjustment. Here, here's the thing. Like I may be going on about it, guys. I'm not trying to tell you this weapon is good by any means. Like you're it's the, super no, bad. You're the Claustrum fanboy at this point, okay? <laughs> I, I I love it because it's stupid. It's kind of nifty it's, to dispel. It's, it's it's pretty bad, but that that auto attack dispel was actually really handy. It's a ten percent, by the way, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's typeless too. Yeah, from what I've gathered, um, it, it seems to it, it seems to have a really low resistance rate uh, versus like basically anything that you're hitting. Like it, it's it's pretty crazy, but. It doesn't mean that you should build a strategy around it. Just it happened to be available. Well, you and I don't was doing other build stuff a strategy around Claustrum. You just no, happen to no. have Claustrum in the strategy. Exactly. Oh, but Fox, what what about your Volt Strikes? You're you're, you're not using a Nirvana or a Grio. And, and the setup we're doing the here, Summoner is actually in its proper role here, which needs to be buffed. At least the timer separated here if they're not going to do anything to them. It needs to be buffed because obviously Carbuncle's uh, Stat Ruby and Fenrir and everything else needs to be strongly buffed, as we've said here before. I've especially gone at length about how that could just be amazing. But you're in you're in your proper support role here of the players yeah. you're with are going to do more damage because you're not getting pet buffs, you're not doing anything else. And the support role you're filling here on Summoner is honestly exactly the way the job was supposed to be played. So It feels really good playing it that way. Honestly. Oh, yes. Yeah, I imagine it would be because it's so niche and so particular with such unique buffs that you're in the exact untouchable role that a Summoner is supposed to occupy instead of 
trying to kill albumin. Yeah. Yeah, we did a, uh, we finished up our Ionic run by killing um, six of the helms, like summoner style. Oh boy. And this was a treat for our group because it was not a treat. We lost shot 1%. It was not a treat. Yeah. It was not a treat for you. It was a treat for us because unlike most groups, we have never killed them this way as a group. We had always melee burned every single one of them. I've hated doing it that way. So when I'm like, okay, I'll get on Rune Fencer, you guys have fun. What what I noticed is that it it felt like it took longer and it did get to keep but it, it was it was it was it, it, here's the thing though it, it was nice from my perspective because it was something different and that sounds really stupid to say about a summoner burn but because we never do it that way it was i was having a great time and i was there on geo i wasn't even on my summoner well did your geo win the parse again uh not this time but it uh. did in uh yeah uh well Earth. maybe maybe next time space cowboy that's right. That's so good. You know, I, I appreciate that we've proved after 42 episodes, which is 10 and a half months, if you think about it, four divided by 10, of course, because I can do basic math. Uh, I feel like a fox for a second there. 10 and a half months has taken us to finally realize that when we talk about the game in a certain capacity, we have the episode in front of us. We don't need to uh, <laughs> have a topic. But hopefully next time we have a topic to talk about. I mean, yeah. I'll have time to get ahead of this one for once. So um, hopefully we can get someone on or top another job or because we've been purposely, if you've noticed 10 and a half months, uh, that would have been enough, more than enough time to cover every job. So, Oh yeah. I, I just, I, I for one didn't want to just talk about a job every single time. Correct. because We aren't a job guide. Yeah. And, and I, I really get this problem. I, oh, I really wanted to start by focusing on jobs that, that were underutilized, like like people didn't play them or people didn't understand them. We're overdue then, for like, Dancer. We're overdue for Dancer. And like I, I like that, you know, sometimes we move into more mainstream jobs, like when we had Martell on to talk about Dragoon and stuff like that. Well, Paladin, yeah. From our Paladin, time. even. White yeah. Mage. White Mage. But uh, actually, it was really refreshing to talk about White Mage because nobody ever talks about White Mage. The problem was I'd push the button down and she wouldn't push it down and talk to me. And I'm like, honey, you had to push the fucking button. Oh, man. I'd be sitting there saying, Carrot says, it's like, could you push the button? You're n- you were literally, you know, hip to hip here. Push the button. Yeah, it's fine. Just please interrupt me because I'm going to interrupt other people because that's just how I do. I know better. It's just I, I want them to just interrupt me right back. We'll just do this rude way. Isn't that how we do this every time? Yeah, pretty much, man. Just can't control myself. Well, <laughs> when you can't see someone's mouth moving, that that is actually the tough part about this. Like people who haven't tried to put one of these things together, like when you don't have you know, when you when you don't have the nonverbal communication, it's a lot harder to get those cues onto whether or not you can jump into a conversation. Like that part right there is like the toughest part. I'd say Fox. Uh... It's kind of like when you're expecting a mob to do a TP move and to stun, waiting for you to be done so I can go is like stunning your TP move successfully. Every time <laughs> exactly. I like try to talk before that, it's like, and it's like, you know, that's me stunning too early. <laughs> exactly. I've got so much to say and so little of it's relevant. I, ha- I have so little of importance or good information to say. Please let me interrupt you, Fox. I'm like the I'm like the ghost of Christmas past or whatever from uh, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Oh, like boy. I go to try to explain something that happens somewhere in the South Jersey, thousands of years ago in the future. Behold, behold! That was still one of the best memes. Was the King Kong can behold meme? 
Yeah, it was pretty great. That was I, I don't have many good things, but I, I enjoyed that one. And I, I feel like that's a very boomer meme to do is make the King Konkin an Aqua Teen because who watches Aqua Teen? No, why who has cable anymore? You can't watch Aqua Teen. Yeah, go fuck yourself. That's funny. It's on HBO Max. It's good. Yeah. That's super funny. <laughs> Get over yourself. Like just enjoy things for what they are. But yeah, ten, yeah, ten and a half weeks, and uh I am very happy with our operation. Yeah, yeah, everything seems fine. Doing what we, uh, what I want to do outside of that Reddit episode. <laughs> Don't worry about that one. Oh, it's a milestone right there. Oh, isn't it? yes, this episode is seven times better than the Reddit episode, and we mentioned Reddit stuff, and we made fun of Reddit, so it's kind of like as good as the Reddit episode. It's almost like it proves there's a proper way to do things. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because this is the equivalent of that. We don't have a topic uh, because I went through my week uh, working and not paying attention and dealing with cats that meow when they need to be fed and someone working until I don't even know if she's still working. That'd be disturbing if she is. It, it, only in cool. America. But um, that is the equivalent. We had no topic. We're talking, you know, we're going to do an episode tonight. Your power is out. Blah, blah, blah. Um and then tonight, literally the same thing, just ahead of time, I'm like, we're not gonna we're just gonna name an episode forty two and we're gonna do it. And for some reason, just having that understood, but the night before when we did Odyssey, having a couple things lined out, like your uh vagary or the yell or or the jury duty or anything else, the email from Abject, thank you, Abject, appreciate it. Uh just those kind of things. For some reason it made it entirely more smooth. So we went down these XI rabbit holes that we will always fall into. Like it's duck oh, yeah. season, uh, it just it works. But the Reddit episode was, I I what, what do you think is worse, Fox, the cheating episode or the Reddit episode? Oh, ooh, that's is tough. That's tough. I so think the only thing I didn't like about the cheating episode was the that whole we thing. had way too many fucking guests on. Uh, well, yeah, and well, the, yeah. The the Reddit episode. So my problem with the Reddit episode is that it was about a bunch of people I could give no fucks about. Well, whatsoever. it's not the people, it's the content or the lack thereof. Even, even the content because it's rooted in the people. Like I don't know. I, I just can never care about that sort of thing. Like I I I, I and I'm not gonna pretend either. I'm not gonna be like, yeah, man, this is this is great. <laughs> no, man. If if it's garbage, I'm gonna call it garbage. Oh, it's garbage. We know it is. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so infinitely better. Seems like uh, everything's still going good. Well, no, which one's better? Which one respected the listener's time more, the cheating episode or the Reddit episode? I would say the cheating episode respected the listener's time more. I will agree. I will 100% agree there. Because at the end of the day, we still had a message we had to deliver, regardless of how unpopular my opinions were. Yeah, and, and regardless of how we couldn't all coerce there into a, <laughs> uh, you know, a discussion. Uh, you know, it, it's a shame because I really like Funk and I, I, I love Eric. He's my, my gay pun lover. Uh, <laughs> hopefully the one pun I made tonight satisfies his, uh, his insatiable desire for puns as we both share. Insatiable. <laughs> yes. Nothing will sate our pun lust. Um, you know, but as much as I love having them on, it, like, we need to go to like, uh, so Kevin Smith opened up. A, uh, a new like in Red Bank he's opening up or opened up a podcast recording place like it's like a theater but converted in for this recording podcast we need to go to, to Red Bank which if you've never been to Red Bank it's uh it's not bad but it's Jersey uh, 
and we just need to go into the studio now and, and have all four of us look at each other so we can have a conversation like normal people. And I guarantee you that conversation. That episode would have been better. Yes. Oh yeah, that would have been it would have been immensely. It would have been great. It would have been much better. And and yeah, it, it just goes down to like anytime you have it because I really like group conversations with like a lot of people. Like I, I used to have to throw like a lot of parties and stuff, and I actually like talking to people when I can find out stuff about them and like there's actual interaction. It's not like superficial things like that. Not saying that any of that really was in that episode, but it's, it's better when, when, when that, that personal component is there. So that, that way, like dialogue can flow. Like you don't have people awkwardly waiting. Hey, is, should I talk? Should I not talk? And then like, I'm am I interrupting? like, Hey, I have ideas. Yeah. Am I interrupting? Exactly. Am I spicy? Just pressing the button and talking. Yeah, you be way different if we had like some sort of studio setup where we all could have met up, but, that's just not the sort of thing that we can execute. Hold on, hold on. What we need, yeah. what we need is a thousand Zoom. subscribers on. No, Zoom. Oh. Zoom. This is this is the next step I for refuse. Zoom. We might as well use Skype. Um, <laughs> what we need is a thousand subscribers and to turn ads up to like ten out of ten, and uh, we'll pay for our studio trips here, just like uh, other entities. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll partner with Etsy. And we'll get some Etsy codes here. Will it will it pay for the studio trip though? Uh well, if we get enough I don't think so. If people buy enough of our 3D printed Final Fantasy XI weapons and subscribe to us and we turn ads up to the max before saying, Oh, I didn't think about that. Or Fuck uh, no, man. I'm gonna use those videos and forge them using traditional techniques. We're gonna start we're gonna start selling some daddy's love t-shirts with some merch, and we're gonna start streaming and get like bits or whatever. Oh, the, fuck the that. t-shirt. I forgot about the t-shirts. Those shirts were awesome. Uh, what shirts? The when I did the when I did those uh the shirts. Uh, I put the shirts in the Discord like way once upon a time. Did did you? You, you don't remember the WTF and Vanadil shirts? Uh, about Daddy's love? No. I need to repost those. Yeah, repost those cuz I I you have to understand when I'm sitting there in the car listening to the real folk blues and uh and thinking about the this first class Erstalaga wine here, I cannot bothered to think about t-shirts so wtf and vanadil always comes home from the corner store oh god that was i remember that one yeah man oh that daddy's love with the with the the ragnarok dark or whatever you know <laughs> ragnarok dark night r zero with scourge the scourge of the memes oh um, yeah, those shirts were class oh man if only i yeah. know someone that prints shirts it's terrible oh god so yeah, we'll get we'll get shirts. We'll get the thousand subscribers and turn ads up to a million when no one fucking watches on the ad revenue. And we'll uh, get some Etsy codes and we'll post some uh, Gill shit on Eleven and Reddit. And we'll uh, we'll fund a studio trip here. And we'll uh, hold on. This is actually for our new audio equipment. <laughs> we please need please donate to us on PayPal. We need audio equipment. Yeah, don't do those things. Yes, I I fucking. I'm going to mention this one time when New Dawn was talking about how they, thanks for the donations, we need new audio equipment. I'm just thinking to myself, dude, I fucking podcast. I know you don't need this fucking audio equipment, all these donations you're asking for. It's a bunch of bullshit and you're full of shit. So, uh, so, yeah. But yes, if we did that, that'd be excellent. Looks like it's on my other computer. I only have some like Martell based memes. Wait, wait, you have Martell based memes? Yeah, like uh, like like Martel trying to resurrect Red Mage, and then also oh. the uh, Martel wants Aquavale gear. That I <laughs> oh, he wants, and then someone told him there's Aquavale on the Nibiru Great Sword. 
Oh man, I've got a I've got a <laughs> screenshot here in this in this folder where um I, I shopped it so it looks like I synthesized a sex swing plus one. Oh, whoa, oh, oh, the swing cost extra. Oh, it was great. I use like the in-game font. And, like, Why have I not seen legit. this sex swing plus one? I, I, I'll, I'll post that one too. I'll okay, one okay. Too so I, I guess the moral of the story here is join the Discord is the whole episode here. <laughs> so sometimes, sometimes there's classy things that come from it, for sure. <laughs> so, hold on. So explain this sex swing to me before we end this episode. So it was when Respect Lockstyle the was listeners. on. Time. Okay, so so Lockstyle was on this big crafting kick, right? And people oh, were like oh, talking about, mean, oh, I'm, you mean I'm completing. Right. So like, but lots of people were doing it. it. It wasn't, it wasn't just one person. So like all these people were like crafting all these things, all this stuff. Right. And I was, I was like, fine, I guess I'll, I'll finish like the last five levels of my clock draft, whatever. And like during all of this, I was like, you know what? Uh, everyone's like talking about all the things that they sent. Like, oh, I, I HQ'd, you know, this item while synthing and got my money back or whatever. So like I, I shopped up a picture of me synthesizing in the woodworking guild plus swing plus one. <laughs> and it's super great. Oh uh, boy! I was I was like, uh, what does it say? Well, everyone knows a sex swing. It's very useful. But what is a sex swing plus one? Does it have like special uh, velour cuffs here, or what are we talking about? Special? Oh, dude! Special padded leggings. I mean, what, what, yeah. What? It, it it says it says on it like it, it, I have a thing that's like pointing to the the thing saying I synthesized it, and it's just law crafting. Get on my level. It's so good. But anyway, yeah, lots of uh, lots of hidden gems on here. But yeah, I think the the shirts are on my laptop. I, I they're not in this folder for whatever reason. Well, it's still better than the "It's Coming Rome" meme from Sveden here, which I want to, <laughs> I wanted to give Sveden a shout out because he sends me tells all the time. Oh, not tells PMs. Sorry, I'm getting all. It's like calling a message a ping. Hey, send me a ping. It's like no, it's an email or a text or something. You know. At the Felga, at the tech industry thing, we call it send me a ping, but I, I find it obnoxious to use that terminology when we say that because yeah. send me a ping is... Anyway, it's coming Rome is uh, the Euro Cup thing because England lost. They always yell it's coming home and it'll beat them because it's Rome. So uh, shout out to Sveden here because you're our number one Swedish, only Swedish listener. So Hey, thanks, man. But I think that's it. So do you want to give us the email thing, Fox? Yeah, uh, so uh, we'll join the Discord for one, like if we haven't pushed that enough. Um, but uh, it, it feels yeah, like we're really wanna... shilling the Discord, and it's like there's well, literally zero benefit to us other than being able to talk about interesting stuff if you join the Discord. It's not like or or like you putting a question out there and then getting it yes. like a week later. You know, well, when we release whatever episode we're on, I yeah. like I like teasing uh, them today about about the merit thing. I said, please wait one week for a response. <laughs> you know? Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you're basically up to the date stuff. Like, it's not just like me pop, like chiming up and answering. Like, there's lots of people in there that were very knowledgeable, like who will give you their takes and stuff. So there's lots of cool conversations going on in the discord that way. So it's it's good to go. Um, but yeah, it, uh Email us WTF and Vanadeal at uh, gmail.com. Um, just send that in and we'll read it on here and we'll give you answers. We'll probably make fun of your email too. Who knows? Yeah, I uh, think it's, I think it's, it's the full experience. Us. Well, that's what helps us is making fun of the emails, making fun of the posts on Reddit, and making fun of uh, people who get their credit card out, their, their city card here to pay for <laughs> <laughs> their, their city card to pay for. Who has a city card? I swear. Uh, I need to double cash back. Their city card to pay for their merit points and gear here. I think making fun of those people has helped keep a current clientele 
and making fun of a certain automation and, and, and bullshit like that into cowing around. I think that <laughs> setting the tone here is actually because there's other discords and every other 11 discord I've been in. Um, I've been in quite a few. I've been invited to. It was last night that they mentioned that anyone in the UAE, I think Felgar mentioned it in the uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, just basically pays for all their levels and gear and stuff. It might not, might not be the case for all the UAE. Uh, hi to if anyone in the UAE listens to us. I think we had like one listen. So hi to that one person if they ever hear us again. Um, <laughs> just pays for stuff. I had to say I was in like a UAE Discord because they invited me for like one run many moons ago before we had our Odyssey group to an Odyssey and they invited me in. And in between all the Arabic and stuff, just the quality of what they were posting and the exploits they were posting and everything, I just that's not an anomaly. Every Discord I've seen is basically like, what can I get? Or uh, just other kind of stuff like that. Just I've not seen a good 11 Discord, so I, I appreciate ours. And keeping it safe from that kind of bullshit of, uh, you know, uh, posting to cow and other bullshit. Just keeping it safe from that. Like, cheating's allowed, just not not certain types of cheating, I guess. But uh, just the attitudes <laughs> and stuff. It's, it's been a very special place, so I appreciate it. Yeah, it's good stuff. But on that note, I think we're yep. pretty much there, right? Oh, yeah, it's coming Rome. It sure is. Uh, later, guys. <laughs>